the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight. 933.93. And it Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, heard something interesting uh, at the uh, over the weekend from Kellyanne Conway that she too was a sexual assault survivor. She uh, she choked up as she made her admission in an emotional interview on CNN on Sunday morning. She was, of course, defending Brett Kavanaugh and and his nomination. Um, when she said she too was a, a victim, she said, I feel very empathetic, frankly, for victims of sexual assault and sexual harassment and rape. I'm a victim of sexual assault. I don't expect Judge Kavanaugh or Jake Tapper or Jeff Flake or anybody to be held responsible for that. You have to be responsible for your own conduct, conduct she, she told Tapper. Um, and she went on to defend him, saying he was no, <clears throat> no Bill Cosby. He's not drugging and raping women. But uh, the FBI investigation went forward after we pretty much uh, after it pretty much seemed like that was a moot point that they weren't going to do that all day Thursday and Friday. They just kept saying, no, we're not doing that. We've already done six FBI investigations of this guy. How many do you need? And so what happens? They caved. The end of the day, they caved. (laughs) <laughs> just and ordered an FBI investigation of Brett Kavanaugh. Again, another one. So that's going on right now. Uh and what will this what will this prove? I I don't know. I don't I don't see how it can prove anything. It happened 36 years ago. What are you going to find out? You're going to talk to some of the classmates, some of the classmates, the classmates have already the people who are supposedly there, the eyewitnesses have all denied it already. So what new revelation are you going to find out? It's it's madness. And why are they doing another uh, investigation? Because Jeff Flake was yelled at in the elevator. Heading down to the hearing, a woman who who said she's a, a sexual assault survivor was yelling at the top of her lungs at him because if you if you confirm Judge Kavanaugh you just confirmed a rapist. No. Uh, that is absolutely not the case. You've confirmed a guy who everybody involved said he didn't do it. But I guess that person knew better than anybody else, and he caved into that. Uh, wouldn't it be nice if these Republicans did a couple of the things we've been yelling at them to do for... 10 or 15, 20 years. Like, how about uh, doing something about uh, the border? How about taking care of that for a change? How about getting rid of Obamacare? How about permanent tax uh, cuts? How about stopping funding of Planned Parenthood? We've been yelling about those things for years, and we've been ignored the whole time. Ignored. One woman yelling at the top of her lungs as he's getting into an elevator changed everything for him. And you know the background of that woman, correct? The, 
I know she's a sexual assault victim. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, apparently, this is reported by the far-right publication, New York Post, um, that the two women who confronted Flake inside the elevator, um, they expressed such raw emotion, mm-hmm. a few media outlets dug into their political activism. Um, one of the women, uh, Anna Maria Archia, is an executive director of the Center for Popular Democracy. She had spent the previous week in Washington engaged in protests against mm-hmm. Kavanaugh. She's a 23-year-old activist with the group. The center is a left-wing group heavily funded by George Soros's Open Society Foundations. Stunning surprise there. There you go. So she's just an activist. She's just a Trump-hating, Kavanaugh-hating activist. Who knows if she was even assaulted? I don't know. I don't know her. I don't know her background. Anybody can say anything. But I guess females can't lie is what we're told we have to believe now. Uh, there's no female who can say anything that is untrue. Hmm. Which is pretty interesting in the scope of, let's say, the Duke lacrosse uh, situation. Hmm. Juanita Broderick. Um, many other situations you could you could name. If you really sat down and put some thought to it. Uh, women have been known to lie. I know it's insensitive to say that um but it is it is in fact true are you sure yeah it's it's pretty proven fact mm-hmm. wow so that's breaking news mm-hmm. hmm. i know uh here was kellyanne's statement uh on cnn over the weekend when she surprised everybody with this admission i feel very empathetic frankly for victims of sexual assault and sexual harassment and rape that <clears throat> I'm a victim of sexual assault. I don't expect Judge Kavanaugh or Jake Tapper or Jeff Flake or, or anybody to be held responsible for that. You have to be responsible for your own conduct. I, this is not Bill Cosby. Those, those comparisons on your network are a disgrace and the anchor should have called them out. This is not even Bill Clinton. You have, you have Senate Judiciary Committee members who refused to remove Bill Clinton from office after he received oral sex in the Oval Office mm-hmm. and lied about it to a grand jury as president of the United States. The, the hypocrisy is ridiculous. And if not one Senate Judiciary Committee member changes his or her vote because of what they learned from the FBI investigation, that tells you all you need to know about what the president and Judge Kavanaugh has has said is a sham. Let's just be honest what this is about. It's raw partisan politics. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, But it doesn't matter to anybody on the left. I, I doubt it even matters to anybody in the media. But they continue to uh, dig into his past. Uh, apparently, the FBI interviewed some some Yale University classmate of Kavanaugh's went on the record yesterday accusing him of mischaracterizing his alcohol consumption. Chad Luddington said uh, in an interview with the New York Times that he saw Kavanaugh, quote, staggering from alcohol consumption, unquote, multiple times, describing him as a belligerent and aggressive drunk. He went on to say, it is truth that is at stake. And I believe that the ability to speak the truth, even when it does not reflect well upon oneself, is a paramount quality we seek in our nation's most powerful judges. (laughs) Okay, so this is just, this is all about truth and justice in the American way. And that's, that's all that's on this guy's mind. He's, he's not a foe of Kavanaugh or Republicans or Trump. He's just looking for truth. 
And it's his responsibility to get out and share the truth, I guess. He said uh, Kavanaugh, during the hearing, downplayed the degree and frequency of his drinking. So I guess this guy was with him everywhere, everywhere he went, every time he was drinking. He told the Times that the FBI has asked him to share his story at the Bureau's Raleigh, North Carolina office. Um, He'll be doing that today. It's unclear if his testimony will play a role in the week-long investigation. Several other classmates in recent days have also accused Kavanaugh, apparently, of misleading Congress over his alcohol consumption. That doesn't mean anything, though. That doesn't mean he sexually assaulted this woman. Who cares how much he drank in, in school? Who cares? It's not an issue now. If especially if he doesn't if he doesn't have a drinking problem. If he does have a drinking problem that continues to this day, let's look into that. Because I, I'm not sure we want an alcoholic Supreme Court justice. Maybe you look into that. But if he was drinking a lot in, in college, so what? I don't care. What does that have to do with anything? That doesn't prove that he sexually assaulted Christine Ford or Christine Blasey at the time. Um, Kavanaugh told outside counsel Rachel Mitchell during the hearing that <clears throat> he's never passed out from drinking. So? I mean, good. I mean, the Democrats don't believe him on that either. For some reason, everybody who drinks uh, has passed out. For some reason, everybody who's ever drunk, been drunk has had blackouts. Well, I don't think that's... A, I'm not an expert on drinking by any stretch of the imagination, since I don't. Um, but I'm pretty sure there are people who've had drinks socially who've even maybe gotten tipsy or drunk and still don't have blackouts. Aren't there? Keith, you ever had blackouts? Never. Seriously? You've never had a blackout? Never. Okay. Ever. So you can remember what you did under uh, the uh, influence of alcohol. Absolutely. In each and every case. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's there's one person. Is he lying, though? Maybe you should have an F- FBI investigation into your background. What about when you were in Nebraska, you know, at the at school? Didn't drink then. Oh, okay. Don't forget, you moved to New York. Things mm-hmm. change. <laughs> Is that so? Is that when you started drinking? Yeah, that's when I started, yeah. I was when just we moved to New York? Yeah, but I just like to say that, you know, because I mean, New York <laughs> sucks. No, but no, I've never had a blackout. I've never forgotten anything. Um, you, and, you and Brett Kavanaugh are apparently the only two people who've ever consumed alcohol who don't have blackouts. Yep, I'm not trying to sit on the Supreme Court either. So That's right. But uh, yeah, he was my drinking buddy. Uh, back in the day, me and Brett <laughs> hung out together. Really? Um, it's a little I, older than you. Yeah. It seems like that's kind of a weird uh, coupling there. Mm-hmm. We had a lot in common, you know. We just, you know, we kept calendars. Yeah, okay. We we, yeah. So we talk about calendars and uh-huh. stuff like that. <laughs> and uh, Yeah, calendars know. in common. That's, yeah, calendars that's a strong bond. Calendars in common. You don't you don't break the bond of calendar keeping. You you just don't break that. That's impossible. No, and it is quite possible to drink uh, in excess and not. Uh, I don't even get hangovers. So I mean, oh really? You're not gonna black out just because you drink all the time, right? Right, exactly. So uh, whatever. And well. he said he said during the hearing, you know, I like beer. I liked beer then, mm-hmm. and you know what? I still like beer now. And then he asked uh, Sheldon Whitehouse, "Do you like beer, Senator? <laughs> what do you like to drink?" 
Yeah. <laughs> and then they got all pissed off. I'm not the one who's trying to uh, become a Supreme Court justice here. Okay, shut See, up. My problem with beer, Senator, uh, speaking for myself, uh, mm-hmm. Judge Keith Malinak, is that um, I don't I don't want to have to like pee all the time. So that's why I go with stuff like vodka. Because then you appreciate know, you sharing you know that what with us. Thank you very much. Yeah, that's great. I mean, I didn't talk about farts. I mean, that's that's left okay. for a Senate committee right. to mm-hmm. talk about. Yeah, which he did talk about. I swear. I mean, this is America. Because <laughs> they went through his high school yearbook and the word boo for whatever was in there. What does this mean, this boof? <laughs> that that means fart, uh, Senator. You want to talk about farts? <laughs> which. It just shows you the the degree to which yep. uh, we've sunk here. It's really, it's sad and it's pathetic. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Let me tell you about a fantastic superfood, uh, and it's a superfood you know that actually isn't going to make you gag when you put it in your mouth. It is uh, Field of Greens from Brickhouse Nutrition. It was it was created by a team of top physicians who got together and formed Brickhouse Nutrition. And together they created Field of Greens. And they wanted it to be an actual real superfood. The difference is you'll actually see the nutrition facts panel because it is real food. And so you just take one scoop of Field of Greens and you're going to get a full serving of real certified vegan, certified vegetarian, and USDA organic fruits and vegetables, complete with antioxidants. It's a daily clean uh, green energy that fuels your body for a healthier and happier lifestyle. You're going to love this stuff. I I do. Go to BrickHousePat.com. Try Field of Greens today. You'll get 10% off when you use the offer code PAT. BrickHousePat.com. Offer code PAT. Pat Gray Unleashed. Returns after this on the Blaze Radio Network. Gray is here. Hey, welcome to it. Thanks for being with us. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Love the photo on the front page of the Drudge Report, which is uh, from the Folsom Street Fair. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the big bondage uh, thing that they do in uh, bondage and where is it LGBTQ thing in San Francisco that they do oh, every year. San Francisco. Yeah. Uh, the photograph is from the Folsom Street Fair, and it's of a guy in leather uh, with a girl standing next to him in leather, and he's holding a leash, a dog collar leash around her neck. Fascinating that, uh, you know, that's the image that we're, we're seeing from that place. But hey, you know, um, we're, all, we're all on high alert for not doing anything <laughs> offensive in the Me Too movement. Uh-huh. Uh, don't ask the Folsom Street Fair though to do anything differently. Actually, they're they're I guess they're stressing consent this year. Wait a minute. Consent. Wait a minute. That's like a new thing for them. Yes. Oh, now as we got a consent know. of the person with yeah. the uh, dog collar. Right. Well, and I mean, it, their their point is just because you got a guy wearing assless pants, that doesn't mean that doesn't mean. You shouldn't fully respect everything he's doing. Um, <laughs> and everybody in the street fair. Uh-huh. 
it, it's just amazing that they talk about, you know, gear doesn't mean consent. And obviously it doesn't. But hold on. What you're wearing doesn't mean consent. An enthusiastic yes means consent, that according seems... to the president of the Folsom Street Events Board. That's, that, that'd be chilly right there. Uh-huh. Yeah, your well, cheeks. Probably like in that. San Francisco, because they actually have fall, unlike yeah. us here. Yeah, right in, there uh, in the Bay, Texas. it's all kind of you know uh-huh. damp and cool and uh, yeah. very breezy. Hmm. So they're, they're trying to get that message to the, uh, to the participants around the you know, 13-block fair, which featured uh, bondage exhibits, people pulling their collared partners on leashes, <laughs> and lots of bodies clad in leather, or nothing at all. There's actually a lot of naked people running around. That doesn't, that doesn't mean they're looking for anything special, of course. They're just naked in public. In public. That doesn't mean they want their photograph taken either. Please respect their privacy. Oh, no. Yeah. But they're yeah. in public, though. Right. But that doesn't mean you can take pictures of them just because they're naked in public. But, or just because they're wearing their assless pants. Don't think that you can go ahead and take a photo of that. You better get their permission before you start snapping pictures of them with your iPhones. This is a, what fun, a world. fun world, right? What a world we live in. <laughs> it's just, it's unbelievable. Uh, Carol in West Virginia, you're on the blaze. Yes, I'm so proud of the judge, the way he started out his uh, re- rebuttal. Mm-hmm. Basically, he gives the country a judge's perspective of what he's seen going on in the supposedly court. And also, when the senator was questioning him on sparking, I would have loved to have him say, well, senator, would you like to just uh, go into was it a wet fart? Was it a dry fart? You know, hey, mm-hmm. if you want to go down this road, let's go. He did kind of challenge him that way. He, he actually, yeah. <laughs> he kind of actually did. He didn't get quite as graphic, but he he did tell him, "I'm willing to go there if you want. Let's let's go ahead and talk about farts." <laughs> they've done they've done, they've done ruined his life. I mean, even yeah. no matter what the FBI says. This guy's life is going to be screwed for the rest of his life. Yeah, it's a it's a real shame. Appreciate it, Carol. Thanks. Uh, it's it's a travesty. It's a Travis Sham mockery. So we can restart the Travis Sham mockery clock now. Um, but uh, it's it's pathetic what they've done to this guy, and I think they know it, and they don't care. the The Democrats don't care what they've done to him. And then for Jeff Flake to just cave, and he's he says he ins, he's the one who insisted that they stop down the process and do the FBI investigation. And the rest of them cave to his desire there. He was asked last night on 60 Minutes. Do we have this? I wonder if we have this. Uh, we actually do. Um, uh, yeah, 13. We've got some of these, in fact. we got 12 Wait. is Coon and 13 <clears throat> is Flake. He was, uh, Coons was on with Jeff Flake last night. Coons is a Democrat from Delaware. Uh, Jeff Flake, obviously a Republican. And this is a fascinating, this is a fascinating statement from Jeff Flake uh, when he was asked about if you would have done this if you weren't running for election. If you were running for election, here's what happened on 60 I cannot tell you how grateful I am. Um, Jeff's the hero here. He's the person who Coons, but. Um, wanted a moment just to, just to, you know, go over 
what are the legitimate concerns and mm -hmm. grievances by Republicans on the committee about the process and the complaints and how we got here. Okay, so that's Chris Coons on Jeff Flake being the real hero. Is he? Is Jeff Flake a hero? <laughs> Come on. Um, he was asked uh, about whether or not he would, he would have made this decision if he were still running for office. Could you have done this if you were running for no. re-election? No. <laughs> not, not a chance. Not a chance. No. No. <laughs> because politics has become too sharp, too partisan. Yeah, there's no value you're a to coward? reaching across the aisle. There's no currency for that anymore. There's no mm. incentive. Huh. Is that because politics has, has become too sharp, uh, too divisive? Or is that because you're a, a, a sissified coward? And you're too concerned about uh, whether or not you're going to win the next election. You're not concerned enough about doing the right thing. I, and of course, he's a hero now because he stopped the whole process and ordered another FBI investigation of Brett Kavanaugh. And it's not going to be a week of them just sitting around doing nothing, waiting for the results of the FBI investigation. It's going to be a week of let's see what we can get the stick in the media to his yeah. personality. Let's see how we can mold him in the eyes of the undecideds out there. They're going to vilify him, and it's going to get more and more absurd as the week goes along. Yeah, and they've already they've already done it. They're making him look like an alcoholic mm -hmm. when he was in school. Um, and you know who knows they they could they could carry that through to today. We don't we don't even know that he's not an alcoholic uh, to this day. They're already making him look like you know he's a drunkard. It's it's amazing. Do you think when push comes to shove, he's going to be confirmed, Pat Gray? I don't know now. I don't know that. You know, I don't know that I've, I necessarily want him to be. Um, I, I think it would be a fantastic situation for Trump to say, okay, this guy uh, wasn't to your liking. You don't want a man? Here's Amy Coney Barrett. Mm -hmm. Go ahead and see if you can drag her through the mud. She's a woman, by the way. I, I don't know if you're aware of that. Uh, and um, we're supposed to treat women differently, yet the <laughs> same, um, I guess. Isn't that, isn't that a fascinating aspect of this, too? Women don't lie, and we must believe all women. But women are the same as men in every other respect, except for the fact that they don't lie. Other than that, they could do everything exactly the same as men, and they should perform the exact same function as men. Huh. The only difference between men and women is that women don't lie. That's the only difference right now. Hmm. All right. Um, and here was the Yale classmate uh, talking about Kavanaugh. That Brett lied about his drinking habits. Here he is. Well, I've known Brett since the very beginning of freshman year. He was always uh, one of the beer drinking boys, and ah, I drank I... beer with him. Mm. I liked beer. There's no problem with drinking beer in college. The problem right. is lying right. about it. He didn't he drank lie. Heavily, he what? was a partier. He liked to mm. do beer bongs. He played drinking games. He he mm. was a sloppy drunk. He was more interested in impressing the boys than he was in impressing the girls. I never saw him hmm. be sexually aggressive, but he definitely was sloppy drunk. I don't think many of his oh answers gosh. were credible. I don't. I, I really question any senator huh. that believes the Ralph Club had something to do with his known weak stomach. I knew of no weak stomach. That's not what Ralphing means to any college kid. Yes, it usually means that you're just throwing up from drinking too much in general. Exactly. Uh, there were a lot of things that he explained 
in a way that didn't meet with a lot of people's expectations. Let me ask you something, though. If he is lying about how much he liked drinking and uh, whether or not he got drunk a lot, if he is not telling the truth about that, do you think that that is disqualifying for him in this nomination? Absolutely. That's perjury. He was under oath. Oh, for gosh sakes. Oh, my gosh. I'm sure she felt the same way about Bill Clinton back in in the 90s uh, when he lied under oath. And I'm sure she thought that disqualified him from being president of the United States. Because I'm sure she's completely consistent in all of her principles and values. Wow. What a fiasco this is. 888-900-3393. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray. The Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray returns on the Blaze Radio Network. 888-900-3393 and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter, uh, where Millennial Falcon tweets, Mind you, this will be the seventh official FBI investigation of Kavanaugh. Even Jeffy knows that's a lot. <laughs> eh, I'm not sure about that. Do you think he, do you think he does? He knows 18 is a lot. Oh, yeah. Well, know. are we talking about investigations for Jeffy or for Brett Kavanaugh? Because <laughs> yeah, well, there's not Brett. enough investigations to be done. Jeffy, there'll be something else to uncover. Uh, unleashed Jack Cole Andrew. <clears throat> Keith never drank in Nebraska. Hmm? Flag on the play. There is literally nothing else to do in this state. <laughs> okay. Did you find anything else to do in Nebraska? Uh, <clears throat> huh. I went to football games, right? I went to football games. By the way, how did the weekend go for the... Corn Huskers. Uh. By the way, why don't you shut up? <laughs> <laughs> it went the same way it went for my team, actually, uh-huh. is uh-huh. the problem. So, yeah. yeah, that's sucked. The weekend sucked. Sure did, but at least your Packers won, whereas the Huskers and the Falcons yeah. both lost. I will I say this, though. The Packers' victory does not make up for a BYU loss, but it's good. I'll, I'll, mm. I'll take it. I'll certainly take it. Hey, the baseball playoffs start this week. <clears throat> Yay. You're going to root for the Braves with me? No. I'm Why not? Of course, Astros fan, as you know. Okay, but what if the... Uh, that's American League. If uh, Your National League team will be the Braves, yes? No, I don't care. How about the Cubs? I don't even care. Brewers? I don't care. Dodgers? I don't care. Rockies? No. Then it's the Braves. Concerned Yay, he's rooting for the Braves! Yes! I don't care. Uh, from Dmitry uh, Levitsky, when can men start their own movement for every time they've been falsely blamed for something? <laughs> that's a... <laughs> man... No kidding. That is something that should happen. Uh, TJ Toppin. Okay, I can fix the Kavanaugh situation. Sit Jeffy next to him, and by comparison, nobody will have any issues with Kavanaugh. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And for Mandy, my Monday morning frustration is completely gone after hearing Pat using the term assless pants twice yep. in the first half hour yep. of the show. Yep. I thought that was a, a great comparison to uh, you being bothered uh-huh. by me talking about how... Uh, Drinking too much beer makes me have to pee a lot. You know, I didn't yeah. mix in the word. That's true. Assless yeah, I pants. Know. Mm-hmm. Well, you just did. So thank oh, you. Crap. Congratulations. Now I'm back to being worse than you. Sorry. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Victoria <laughs> in Utah. You're on the blaze. Hi. Thanks. 
Hey, I googled Elena Kagan, and apparently in college she liked to get drunk on vodka and tonic. Did we hear that during the the Whoa. hearing, or how do you? No, I googled it to see if if any other judges ever got drunk. <laughs> Elena Kagan liked to get drunk on uh-huh. vodka and tonic. Okay, all right. Uh, and then the second point mm-hmm. I have is: Can any senator call for an FBI investigation at any time? Yeah, they can. However, uh, it doesn't have to be accepted. You know, it's kind of up to the, appreciate the call. It's up to the chairman of the committee. It's up to the, uh, to Chuck Grassley. He doesn't have to cave in and neither did the president, but they both did. Uh, they both said, okay. But I think, I think it, you know, the, the fervor had gotten to the point where if this guy is confirmed without yet another stinking FBI investigation, we're never going to hear the end of it. And it's always going to be considered illegitimate, and the Me Too movement would be all over it. And so I, I think they just decided, ah, what? The, give it to him, do it. What the? Okay, we'll wait a week. We'll put some parameters on it. You can't go beyond a week. We're going to get it all done, and then, damn it, we're going to vote. We're going to vote. Okay. So let's hope they stick to that, because it wouldn't surprise me at all to see it delayed again. After this week, oh, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised oh, at yeah. all yep. if something else delays it. Yep, and um, to the point <laughs> the caller made about Elena Kagan, um, yeah, on election night, 1980. Wow. She was the uh, uh, a young writer for the Daily Princetonian, and she was so depressed on election night when Reagan won that uh, she drowned her sorrows. No. And, yeah, vodka and tonic. Oh, no. Yeah. She actually drank? Right. Wow, there's another Supreme... She's on the Supreme Court right now. Yeah, I know, right? Right Is it too late to now. recall her? Can we impeach her? Well, we could her impeach her. We could impeach her. a sip of vodka. I mean, is that wow. something we could do? Can we get on this? Seems like it. I mean, we got Republicans. Can we Let's at least get an power. FBI investigation into yes. uh, her other drinking habits? Use your remaining few months of power. Use these waning moments mm-hmm. to get Elena Kagan off the Supreme Court because she had a drink before. Let's do it. Come on. <laughs> No, uh, Republicans won't do that. If it were Democrats and she was a Republican or she was considered a conservative judge, they'd be doing that already. Anthony in Oklahoma, you're on the blaze. Hey, Pat, thanks. Hey. I'm, I'm looking at this a little bit differently. I, I think this, this FBI investigation isn't the worst thing. If, if Judge Kavanaugh's name is cleared quickly, and we, we know that Democrat senators are still not going to vote for his confirmation. Mm-hmm. What, what I think may happen is just before the, the midterm elections, uh, any, any independents and, and maybe even moderate Democrats who are paying attention are going to recognize that the, the Democrat senators weren't, in fact, looking for truth. They, they were looking to block a confirmation and, and create a sideshow over here. And so this blue wave that we've been told to be heads up for may flip the other direction, or at least I'm, maybe I'm being a little optimistic, but, but that to me could, could potentially be great for Republicans in this midterm that they're not looking so good in right now. Yeah. I hope, I hope yeah. <clears throat> I don't have, I don't have a lot of confidence that that's going to be the case. Uh, thanks for the call, Anthony, but it, it would be, that would be nice if it backfires on these Democrats uh, to the extent where Republicans actually keep the house and the Senate that would have been worth it. Yeah, yeah, and that might happen. Might. Uh, I, I know that there was a um, there was an op-ed recently that ran. I forgot where it was. I don't know. I want to say West Virginia, but that's probably not right. Of a Democrat who absolutely abhors Trump. 
but mm-hmm. has abhorred the way these um, this process has gone in the Senate even more that he's voting Republican in the fall. Really? And uh, for Trump in 2020. Um, now, again, wow. anybody could have written this, yeah. but this guy says, I'm a Hispanic Democrat. I vote Democrat. I, I can't stand. Uh, I don't think that Trump is morally fit to be president, he says. Um, but, but, he's, but based on the way that this has turned into a political um, witch hunt, and because from his home country, um, he says this is just like back home, where we're just wide-eyed power seekers. Where was are, he are from? In control. Ah, uh, in the stack. Oh. He's from in the stack country. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. I can't recall off the top of my head, but uh, anyhow, he makes the point uh, that um, that he's going to vote for Republicans this time. Yep, because of because mm. of the last week. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, over the weekend, um, I did they do the. I think the Beto uh, Willie Nelson concert happened. Yeah, didn't it? it did. Yep. And Texas Governor Greg Abbott today described uh, the O'Rourke situation as cult-like in the way that he's garnered attention in his bid. <clears throat> he's been a cult-like, very popular figure, the way that he's run the campaign. But you don't vote on cult you don't vote on personality when you get to the U.S. Senate. You vote on the issues. Um, he was critical of O'Rourke's liberal policy views, saying Texas voters won't approve of George Soros policies such as higher taxes. Texans are hostile to any candidate who's talking about raising their taxes. Texans are hostile to anybody talking about big government programs running their lives. Abbott likened this year's U.S. Senate race to his own campaign four years ago against Wendy Davis, who also had national attention because she was the abortion Barbie, if you remember correctly. Uh, That was an amazing race as well. And Abbott crushed her in the end, which was nice. And hopefully that'll happen with Ted Cruz and and Beto O'Rourke. O'Rourke has gained significant traction, though, as he attempts to defeat Cruz. Uh, the Democrat has garnered national attention for his speeches and for his fundraising halls and the national GOP mobilizing now for Senator Cruz, which is interesting because the establishment Republicans don't even like Senator Cruz because he's too moderate. He's too uh, conservative for them. They're too moderate and they can't they can't stand they can't stand conservatives, maybe even more than they can't stand Democrats. Maybe, however, um, I think they can't stand the thought that, oh my gosh, we might actually lose the Senate. That's starting so to occur to them, yeah. Let's support Ted Cruz if it means we still get to keep our committee chairmanships, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> yes, yes. That's what's, that's what's attracting them to do something about this race. Um, meanwhile, they debated, uh, not last Friday, but the one before. And it was interesting. I mean, after, after the debate... The uh, Washington Post did a follow-up, and they uh, fact-checked some of Beto's claims. One of the big claims was, you know, he had that drunk driving uh, conviction. Mm -hmm. And he claimed that, yes, it was, while it was a terrible decision to drink and drive, and I did do that, I did not try to flee the accident. Well, the Washington Post fact-checked him on that. And gave him four Pinocchios. Whoa. The the ultra-conservative Washington Post called right. Beto O'Rourke a liar? Right. Isn't that oh. amazing? Hmm. Uh, so, yeah, he's denied forever that he tried to flee the scene, but there's a bunch of witnesses that contradict that. 
And the even the Washington Post yeah. said, yeah, now the evidence is that he did try to flee the scene. Now, he's admitted some past brushes with the law, including, of course, the DWI in 1998. It was in the early morning hours after his 26th birthday. What he had not previously shared was that he had caused an accident and tried to leave the scene, hmm. as indicated in the police reports. <clears throat> and the police reports were obtained by those very conservative newspapers, the Houston Chronicle <laughs> and San Antonio Express News. Uh-huh. So during the debate, O'Rourke flat out denied he tried to leave the scene. I did not try to leave the scene of the accident, he said. Though driving drunk, which I did, is a terrible mistake for which there is no excuse or justification or defense, and I will not tr- try to provide one. Um, so they poked into all of this, said, no, he actually did try to leave the scene. Um, Cruz is trying to take the high road on this. He said he won't get into O'Rourke's personal life. Instead, he moved on to the discussion of his sponsorship of the 2009 resolution to debate legalization of narco- narcotics. Um, but I am going to get into Beto's uh, personal life. (laughs) (laughs) At about 3 o'clock in the morning on September 27, 1998, a witness told police, according to the police report, the arrest report, he saw a Volvo driving at a high rate of speed in a 75-mile-per-hour zone along I-10 in Anthony, Texas, which is suburban El Paso. Uh, The witness told the officer that the Volvo, driven by O'Rourke, had passed him just before it lost control and struck a truck traveling the same direction. Jeez, man. After hitting the truck, the Volvo careened across the center median before it came to a halt facing oncoming traffic. People could have been killed in this incident. O'Rourke then, reportedly, according to witnesses, tried to leave the scene but was stopped by the witness who turned on his overhead lights to try to stop him and warn oncoming traffic. The officer reported that O'Rourke had glossy eyes and breath smelled of alcohol beverage, Hmm. then asked the defendant to step out of the vehicle. Upon doing so, the defendant almost fell to the floor. Or I guess it would have been the ground in this particular case. (laughs) Well, yeah, I don't know. I mean, he was drunk driving. He could have ended up inside a building where there was a floor to step out of his car onto. But I would just like to point out that the Democrats are okay okay with with, with a guy being a drunk driver, Mm -hmm. right? Causing a wreck, fleeing the scene. He's fit to be a senator. But oh my gosh, if you puked or blacked out because you drank during college, no way in hell are you allowed on the Supreme Court. Got it. Thanks, Dems. Appreciate it. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Huh. Huh. It doesn't seem consistent. Is it considered a criminal Hmm. offense uh, for how he plays guitar? Because that in itself is is pretty terrible to the point where I wouldn't want that guy on the Senate. What? Uh, What do you say about like this? This is Uh, so good. I mean, virtuoso is the only word that really comes to mind there. Virtuoso. It's the only word it's the only that one. comes to mind. It's the only one. I mean, you're thinking, I don't know, is that Eddie Van Halen? Right. Is, is that Jimi Hendrix, maybe? Wow. I mean, is it Jimmy Page? It's Jimmy Page. I think it's Jimmy Page. In fact, we might hear from Jimmy Page later in this uh, broadcast, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, it's possible, yes. Huh. A little teaser a little, there for you. A little something coming up on uh, Led Zeppelin again, <laughs> back oh, in the boy. news. Oh, no. 888 Losing weight and keeping it off, we all know how hard it is. It's really hard. 
And then <clears throat> once you lose it, um, you just want to go back to everything you were doing before, which is not good. Uh, so there is some help on the way. But you have to go to RidUZone, R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E dot com and order your supply of RidUZone today. It is a safe and natural FDA-acknowledged dietary supplement. They took the good stuff into olive oil and uh, created a product containing OEA, which has been shown to boost metabolism and help reduce appetite. So if you're struggling, if you're going back and forth, up and down, you're on that merry-go-round, time to hop off. It's R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E dot com. RidUZone.com. Enter the promo code PAT. You'll get 30% off a three-month supply. RidUZone.com. Promo code PAT for 30% off a three-month supply. It's RidUZone.com. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Gray Unleashed. Ah, so good. We can only hope that it would end. <laughs> One of these times it's going to. The uh-huh. show's just going to end and they'll be playing this by themselves. So uh, We hope that's in November. Man, listen to the genius involved here. It's, it was suggested that, you know, maybe it's not maybe it's not Clapton or Jimmy Page, maybe it's more Carlos Santana like because uh, he is Beto O'Rourke. Oh, right? yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that does the Musica con Beto uh, performances. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, that stuff. <laughs> Jose Feliciano, maybe, except he's blind. And, and of course, uh, Beto isn't. But, but you're just talking about virtuoso guitarists. Uh-huh. And so, hard to match this. Now, people have said that they want this for for a ringtone. Yeah, lots of people on Twitter asking for it as a ringtone. <clears throat> I don't, how, how do we pull that off? I don't know. I guess we could have, them. you know, you could start recording, and then we could play it, and then not say anything mm-hmm. for 10 seconds or so. Boy, that'd be tough. Um, Can we pull that off? I, I, you could pull it off. Okay. Get your phone ready. Get your iPhone ready. Mm-hmm. Just what hit mm-hmm. hit the record hit the record Don't you need button. An app? Should we wait for them to download an app that enables no. them to record mm-hmm. the you podcast can... like audio or broadcast audio? How's that work? I I mean, it's not like know. olden times when you could just no, it's you know, not hold up to the should be a lot easier than olden right. times. Okay, so oh, so here, here we go in ten right, seconds. Right. <clears throat> nine. No, I'm three seconds. Three seconds. Two and one. One. Okay, that's all the genius you get. That's all. The you didn't give them the drums. You gotta get to the. You think they want the? Oh yeah, the whole really? thing. Yeah, let's all do right. this. Come on. Okay. Uh, here, chance number two. Here it is. Wait, that was too tight. Okay, so here it is. Show's 
Okay, if you haven't answered your phone by then, <laughs> you're not answering your phone. <laughs> Let it go to voicemail at that point. Yep. It's over. If you haven't if you haven't yeah. stopped the madness yeah. by that time, then uh I can't help you. And so this will <laughs> this this segment here, in case you missed it there in real time, mm-hmm. um shortly after the show today, if you go to SoundCloud, look under uh, Pat Gray Unleashed. Uh, you'll find a bunch of short clips of the show that you can share with your friends, and this will be one of them. And you can uh, and you can extrapolate from that, uh, or maybe I will have the guys extrapolate just that part for the for your very own battle ringtone. We can't make it any easier. Oh yeah. Okay. 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 Good. All right. So look for that uh, later on this afternoon. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Now, a U.S. Court of Appeals Friday ordered a new trial. In the lawsuit accusing Led Zeppelin of copying that really obscure 1960s instrumental uh, for the intro to their classic Stairway to Heaven. Remember we talked about this last year sometime. Mm -hmm. And uh, somehow Led Zeppelin won. (laughs) I don't, I mean it was a, it seems like a miracle because these two songs sound a lot alike. Uh, Federal court jury in Los Angeles Wow, was it two years ago? Found Led Zeppelin did not steal the famous riff from the song Taurus by the band Spirit. I can't. I don't think that was that long ago. No, I think maybe it went to court then, but they didn't maybe. have a conclusion until about a year ago. Right. Hmm. Jury found Stairway to Heaven and Taurus were not substantially similar. That's incredible. Since, I don't know, they are. <laughs> totally. Uh, but uh, apparently... U.S. District Judge uh, Gary Klausner Klausner, failed to advise jurors that while individual elements of a song, such as its notes or scale, may not qualify for copyright protection, a combination of those elements may if it's sufficiently original. He also wrongly told jurors that copyright does not protect chromatic scales, arpeggios, or short sequences of three notes. And that was not correct. Uh, but if you remember, here's here's uh, uh, Taurus by Spirit, and then immediately after we'll we'll show you uh, Stairway to Heaven. To compare. This is Taurus. Pretty close. Mm-hmm. Very. Wow. Okay. And look, Stairway to Heaven, obviously. Wow. That's. Pretty close. Uh, yes. Here's the two together. Wow. <clears throat> I think somebody's owed some money. Uh huh. I don't know if the guys in spirit are still alive, still around, or you know, maybe it's their families that are looking for compensation here. It seems. I don't, is it just us, or do they not deserve, yeah. uh, you know, several million dollars? There? Absolutely. And uh, you know, what's next? Jimmy Page going to rip off Beto O'Rourke? <laughs> I mean, you don't oh, stop you, it now. Nip this in the bud. He's not good enough to do no. this. He's, he, he's not good enough. Bob, I'm afraid your show's going to be over before. The- Bob, I'm afraid your show's going to be over before. Oh, if only, right? <laughs> If only they'd ended the show only, before. I mean, if the producers the give started. them the rap. Let's just, nope, we're yeah. cutting it. I mean, seriously, one of the worst 
musical elements I've ever heard that broadcast was on television. for us to let it play through. Seriously that bad. That was killing me over here. And really, don't forget really your very own Beto O'Rourke guitar solo ringtone available in just a couple of hours at SoundCloud.com. Look for Pat Gray Unleashed. Very exciting. 888-900-3393. More coming up. Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here. On the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight, nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three, and at Pat Unleashed. Uh, speaking of music, as we just were with the uh, Stairway to Heaven Spirit Taurus thing, uh, it's kind of an interesting story about Paul McCartney. He can't read or write music. Whoa! What? I mean, the guy's written thousands of songs. He's written symphonies. Uh, how how is that possible? Hmm. He said, I think if you care about what you're doing, if you really want to get it right, then you've got to deal with insecurities. He told uh, 60 Minutes, it's what makes it right. In a wide-ranging interview, uh, he admitted a few things. He doesn't know how to read or write music. Surprisingly, none of the Beatles did. Four guys who are responsible for some of the most popular music ever written don't know how to read or write music. How do you write songs if you can't if you can't write music? How do I don't know. I, that's really interesting. That is wow. plus, plus he also revealed he doesn't take selfies with people. What? So if you come up to him on the street and you want to take a selfie, he won't do that, but he will talk to you. Well, check this out. So he must have a lot of conversations because I'm sure people approach him for that all the time. Yeah, so so <clears throat> you were talking about uh, McCartney there, and I Googled news search here, and uh, this story just posted an hour ago in the, uh, I don't know, Toronto Star or whatever. Anyway, there was a couple in Winnipeg, Canada, getting uh, wedding pictures made in a park, and he was riding by on a bike, riding by, and they said, hey, would you mind photobombing our wedding? And so... <laughs> So he apparently uh, doesn't mind photobombing, and this kind of, you know, it's not a selfie, but <laughs> this couple will try to get the picture up ASAP here. I sent it down the hall. Oh, that's, that's cool. Yeah. So he actually did it. Yeah. So they're getting their, their wedding pictures made in a park in Winnipeg, and uh, hmm. McCartney rides by and poses with him. What was he doing there? Riding a bike. He's in Winnipeg, Canada? Yeah. I mean, look, he's Paul McCartney. I think he's on tour up in Canada right now. Huh. But he doesn't have security or anything. He's just riding around a park. Paul McCartney on a bike. Interesting. Very interesting, Ivan. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. I mean, that word, I, I can never say interesting without Ivan following it for the rest of my life. Thank you, Pat Gray. Uh-huh. Um, McCartney <clears throat> said that his friendship with Lennon was complex. Songwriting partners, since they were teenagers, they collaborated in writing some of the most popular songs in music. Yeah, and how did they get them down on paper, you wonder? So if you can't write music, what do you put down on paper? Uh, but a sense of competition also pushed them to create even more, even though uh, Lennon only complimented McCartney once on Whoa. his music. He, uh, he said the uh, 
Bill Owens, who produced uh, the segment on McCartney, said the relationship was so complicated. They needed each other so much. I think Paul McCartney is the only person who could tell John Lennon no or that doesn't work. Wow. Lennon was also able to tell McCartney when his lyrics needed tweaking. When McCartney originally wrote, I saw her standing there. The original opening lines were, she was just 17. She'd never been a beauty queen, but Lennon didn't like that. So McCartney said, well, let's change it. I don't know what they changed it to, though. She was was just 17. 17. You know what I mean. That you know what I mean. Instead of she'd never been a beauty queen. Gotcha. By the way, there's that picture in Winnipeg there of uh, Paul McCartney hanging out there. If anyone wants to see it on the Blaze TV. There it is. Riding by. Look at this. Hey, happy wedding day. Huh. Chris Cruz didn't have Paul McCartney at his wedding, did he? No, he didn't. No, he didn't. There you go. 76 years old now. 76. It's amazing. Riding bikes in Winnipeg, Canada. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Bill in Kansas. Hi, you're on the blaze. Hey, just a, a quick question. Um, Beto O'Rourke. Mm-hmm. Uh, is his name going to appear on the ballot as Beto O'Rourke or his full name? It's a good question. trying to take advantage of the Hispanic vote. Mm-hmm. Do we know the answer to that? I'm pretty sure it will say Robert Beto O'Rourke because it seems... Not it so seems. they'll do both? I know in the past I've seen like... Uh, Joe um, Bubba Smith on my ballot here in Texas. So you can put something in the middle mm-hmm. there. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So, so apparently both, Bill. Mm-hmm. Uh, appreciate the call. Um, you know, as long as they know, I, as long as they know he's not <laughs> Hispanic. <laughs> oh, yeah, they care. Uh, Stop. Yeah, I don't. Most people that are signing up to vote for him. They're not going to know. No. Uh, Joe in Pennsylvania. Hi, you're on the blaze. Hey, 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 Pat, Keith. Mm-hmm. Uh, Keith, you might want to look this up. It's a guitar player from, uh, let's see, June 21st, 2016. And the uh, caption is, did this 357-year-old song influence Stairway to Heaven? This article claims that the song is actually uh, was written by an Italian composer, which I, I cannot pronounce. It would have to be something like Pat Gray that pronounces these names. Mm-hmm. But it was composed uh, 1659. Mm-hmm. And that's how their attorneys are trying to beat or did beat uh, the lawsuit. Okay. Oh. So they're saying that this music has always been out there. Uh, and, 357 years old. Isn't it like after 25 years okay. it becomes public domain? I don't think it's 25 50, years. But, 50. yeah, it might be, might be 50 or 75 or something. But I know, like, Happy Birthday just kind of winds up in the public domain. Yeah. yeah. Giovanni Battista Granada. Thanks, Joe. Appreciate it. That's That's... Italian composer. I think we talked about that at the time. That seems vaguely familiar, yeah. I'd forgotten about it. But yeah, could a 350-year-old composition bring an end to the Stairway to Heaven plagiarism trial? And I think the answer is kind of yes, it did. Attorneys for Jimmy Page and Robert Plant have argued that the distinctive opening guitar passage of Stairway to Heaven uses a common progression that's been around for hundreds of years. In fact, a composition by Italian composer Giovanni Battista Granada uses this same progression and nearly the same melody heard in Stairway Stairway to Heaven. Oh, we got to find that. The work Sonata di Cittara e Violina con il suo basso continuo. Way too long a title. You can't. That just. By the time you get done saying that, you're going to be at the end of the song. So back in 1659, they had, what, eight tracks? What they have back then? The real to real? How, how do we? <laughs> I think it was real to real, real, yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> huh. Yeah, we'll try to find a... So the passage occurs at the 32-second mark in the video. Oh, I think we do have a... Uh, oh. oh. The origin of Stairway to Heaven. Oh, as originally I see... I'm not ah, gonna... they took it off. This video contains content. Blocked in your country. That sucks. Okay, I'll find it. Come on, you can't have a copyright from a song from 1659. Can you? That's not possible. I mean, the next thing you're going to say is that at one point, Michael Jackson had a, a, you know control of Beatles tunes or something. <laughs> Ridiculous. That was kind of a bone of contention, too. Yeah. Uh, Rick in California, you're on the blaze. Hi. <clears throat> hey, Rick. Hey, hey, my man. I love you guys. Thank you. Uh, just called. I wanted to hop back about Mr. Flake. Mm-hmm. And I... I have a question or a statement. The man changes his vote because he meets some protesters at the bottom of an elevator. Yep. And then in the interview you see last night, it's as if Coons is talking him through what to say. I'm just wondering if he's ever had his own original thought. <laughs> or, or I mean, you look at the guy, every time you see him, he looks like he's about to cry. <laughs> but, um... He may be. You guys are great, and uh, keep it up. I just want to throw my opinion out there and see what you guys thought. Thanks, Rick. Appreciate it. Uh, Yeah, Jeff Flake has been a massive disappointment for a long time now, and this just kind of finishes that off. This is sort of the crescendo to see him off. (laughs) Yes. Uh, And, you know, because he was at one time, right when he got into office, a pretty conservative legislator and that changed pretty quickly because he got co-opted by the establishment republicans and uh just became like john mccain jr from then on although it's too soon probably to say that wait what yeah john, thought, john mccain is yeah, i mean i see what you did there, fantastic but i think you were ripping john <clears throat> mccain fantastic. if no, you were comparing him to jeff Fl- well i guess if you're comparing him to jeff flake that's probably mm-hmm. too soon by the too way soon. i just uh, if you check your inbox there and just click on that link it should open up if your uh, music box is ready there for our italian composer version of really? um from 1659 stairway to heaven apparently done long long, long ago time long ago. ago so uh you know, Jimmy Page ripping off everybody, living in debt, apparently. So he has no qualms uh, for Guy that. Guy just doesn't care. Well, you know, yeah. it's not like this is the only song he's been accused of stealing. <laughs> he's been accused multiple times. And almost every time you're like, yep, he stole yeah, that. Yeah, I kind of see that one. Yeah. Yes, I do. Thank he stole, you. <laughs> he stole that one, too. A whole lot of love, I think, was one of them, if I'm not mistaken. Might be, there's, yeah. uh, there's several out there, like yeah. you said there. But uh, And I don't know how they include Page in there. Page just wrote the lyrics. And the lyrics are amazingly unique to Stairway to Heaven. Uh-huh. So it was it was Page that wrote, you know, the music for the song. What does what does Jimmy Page? I mean, Robert Plant have to do with that. Robert Plant wrote the song the music. I mean, the lyrics gotcha. to the music. Well, I think what happens is I think Robert Plant is <clears throat> capitalizing off of his lyrics being a part of a tune that includes that quote ripoff mm-hmm. is the thing if you just open that up so have you heard this yet i have i was yeah. listening there and, and uh take a listen at 33 right. it should open up right to it 33 seconds now this mark. was written by some italian guy uh-huh 1659 1659 mm-hmm. let's see if this sounds like stairway to heaven oh let's by led zeppelin get to the 33 second mark you can scroll it on down 33 okay. seconds. 
Like, well, we're at 16 now. I'll just yeah. <clears throat> let him build it up. It should have just bit. opened up right to it because I sent it, to cut, you know, I copied at the point there. Yeah, that didn't really work though, did it? 33 second mark. Almost there. Folks. Okay, so far we're not. Nope. We're not the same. Second mark. We're not here the same. Here we go. Right here. Stand by for now. All right. Here we go. And go. And. Oh my gosh. I mean, this was on the radio. Wins. That is definitely 1659. Right. Yeah. 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 Marconi's. Uh, you can you know, tell why, great, great why people knew about it. <laughs> yeah. It, it was, was top 40. Over. It was top 40 hit back in the uh, 1600s. Uh, yep. It's on the weekly top 40. Uh, you know, they use that. They, they use that to fire them up when they were headed to the Crusades. <laughs> At, huh. uh, yeah. That was I didn't realize their, that. Yeah. Yeah, was like locker room their, music before yeah, they mm-hmm. got out there and they put their fighting. Walkmans on and uh, got fired up when they went into Jerusalem. <laughs> to that, that's uh, so that's fascinating. Yeah, isn't it? Sixteen fifty nine, and that did sound as it did like Stairway to Heaven. So that, yeah, you're right. That's what I forgot. I had forgotten. That's what mm-hmm. they used as a defense. Is that you know this descending scale has been around for three hundred and fifty years. So it yeah. wasn't. You know, maybe Spirit copied that guy. Right. Right. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up, and we're joined by Jeffy for you know uh, during the Crusades. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people used to use sticks and twigs and rocks and all no. kinds of things to for clean what? out their ears because oh. they were so filthy. Oh no! They wanted to hear. So. They wanted that to be can't able be to healthy. Hear. That can't be good be for able, you. Able to hear the original mm-hmm. Stairway to Heaven. <laughs> yes. Go. I'm not sure what that was called back in 16. Sonata di Chertara e violin con il sun basso continuo. rolls right off. And by, by the time they were done saying it, the song was over. <laughs> that's why. That's why Led Zeppelin made it longer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yes. <that's right. laughs> so they wished. They wished back in the Crusades that they had something like Wax RX system. I'll tell you why. Because okay. the Wax RX tell me system. Why. Well, it's a cutting edge ear cleaning system, Pat. Okay, that's why. My gosh, that's why. Plus, all right. Plus. They didn't have the internet. Internet. And so mm-hmm. they weren't able to go to usewaxrx.com oh, and just wow. have it shipped right to their right to their door rock house or yeah. grass house when it was shipped or, to them sometimes it was just dumped in the middle of the street <laughs> they don't do that today no they do not you don't have to worry about no, they that. Don't have a street no right no. Mm-hmm. well it, i mean it was like a mud like road a pathway yeah and uh you know if they didn't even know about uh special codes to type in to have it shipped to their rock home for free <laughs> i know right yeah, these I mean, people uh, like the neanderthals or right. what i know it's agonizing wow. i mean i'm like you who could go to use waxrx.com get the cutting edge ear cleaning system mm-hmm. and have it shipped right to your house for free yeah they'll bring it right to your offer, door offer code radio they dump it in the middle of the street you don't have to go retrieve right. it within the traffic right and that's huh. good because mm-hmm. in the old days huh. even even after the Crusades, mm-hmm. they used to just throw it in the street. Yeah. They just drive they by. just didn't care. Toss it off. Yeah. Yeah, they don't do that anymore. That's rude. No. Amazon thought, you know, we should bring that right to people's door. They'd probably like that better. It's a good concept. <laughs> right? Like it. It's a good plan. I, I do, too. Good plan. Use WaxRx.com. Order your reusable ear wash system today. Offer code radio ships right to your house for free. Yes, free to your front door. Use WaxRx.com. You are listening to Pat Gray. On the Blaze Radio Network. (laughs) 
Pat Gray returns. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Whose computer poll is this? This is listener Nate Miller. Um, Nate who Miller puts has together. a computer poll. Yeah, it's really, uh, really thorough. Okay. He puts a bunch of stuff in there. I'll tweet this out uh, after we get done talking about it. I gotta relocate it here, but um, mm-hmm. uh, it's a computer poll. Uh, yeah, put, yeah. Uh, it's a computer poll on college football. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And you? and number one, he's got Notre Dame, which is interesting. Uh, they move up four to number one, uh, followed by wow. LSU. Okay. Then Alabama, then Georgia, wow. then Clemson. Three of the top four. I don't SEC. think there's any way Alabama or uh, doesn't crush Notre Dame. I would agree with that. I don't think I, there's any way. I think Georgia and Clemson beats meets Notre Dame. No oh, problem. Georgia beats Notre Dame too. Yeah, I, I'm not sure about Clemson. Maybe, maybe Clemson too. Um, but I'm just I'm looking through his uh, poll here. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see. We've got uh, Boise State, who BYU has coming up in a couple of weeks. They're number thirteen. Wow. Uh, UCF is unbeaten. He's got them at 22. Wow. Uh, Wisconsin at 24. Um, okay. Yeah, we're looking down here. We got Missouri. Number 35 Missouri. is Missouri Tigers. Cool. I was so bummed this weekend. I read that mm-hmm. schedule wrong. Yeah. You know, I was they, so bummed. That I was like, <clears throat> I was watching. I turned on the TV early, and I see uh, South Carolina plays Kentucky late, and I'm like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. They're supposed to be playing Missouri like right now. What's going on? Yeah, right. not till next week. I looked at that schedule probably at least a dozen times. Never looked at the date. Just looked at the in order mm. and the date. The date's right. What a surprise! You got something wrong. I know. Huh? Who would have thought? <laughs> Let's see. I mean, the game still takes place this uh, Saturday. I just you've kind yeah. of you've kind I was of mistaken on the date. Right. You, you read through the important ones there. We got. Let's just do the got top BYU 50, at fifty. Top 50. I think we're good. Number wow. fifty. They <laughs> fall from twenty-five to fifty Very in good. his poll. Okay, so there we go. So there's a after, top 50. After getting crushed by Washington. Dude. Terrible. Terrible Dude. game. Dude. Terrible freaking game. Um, the, you know, the play calling was probably worse than anything I've ever seen. How do you, on third and 12, run it up the middle? Oh boy. They show like they have zero no confidence, confidence at in, all in, in Tanner. 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 Or, I mean, t- yeah. yeah. Uh, he, well, he was 18 of 21 for 160 yards. Throw the ball. Throw the freaking ball. I, I, the running was game was amazed. going nowhere, was and they amazed. kept just running it up the middle. I know we run have to run the, the ball to keep the defense at bay once in a while. I get but it. But when it's not working, stop beating the dead horse. Especially, I mean, especially when uh, throw I don't know, two out of three losing. downs. Yeah, you're losing by fourteen or twenty-one, and you're running it up the middle in the fourth quarter. It, I, it's just like it's it incomprehensible. No, and, and it sure incomprehensible. Is. And, and, and it, it amazes me that. Though that those types of games show the teams that have not any sense of urgency, yeah. they should be running that. I mean, yeah. let, it's, we're not huddling; we're running. We're playing. And you know what's interesting about the right sense now. of urgency? That the players didn't seem to have any sense of urgency the whole game. Right. I mean, against Wisconsin, they were on fire. Against Washington, they were dead. I, I don't know I what know. the de- I, how do you not get up for that game? I don't know. That's coaching. Bad. It's really bad. That's coaching, my friend. It's really bad. So, uh, Missouri's 35, BYU's 50. So, that's page three. I think you're done. We're I up think, to page I think you're four. I'm nine. still looking for the University page of Nebraska here. Page, page five. five. Now, see, page five goes all the way from Louisville at two and three at number 96, all the way down to San Jose State at 123. We're at page six? Uh, page six is oh. where we find the Nebraska Cornhuskers. 
Uh, let's see. There's Oregon State 124, Kent State, Kent, Kent State, State 125, you know, and then still... Nebraska 126. Nebraska is below the the university that had four dead. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Now that's yeah, good. There were four dead. Now in that's Ohio. good. I appreciate still, you. Still uh, yeah. Yeah. Still dead. Has Nebraska mm-hmm. serious business? Another way there. Has Nebraska won a game this year? No. No, they're all in four. Oh, and five if you count the lightning. Okay. However. <laughs> Uh, right, they couldn't play in the rain. New Mexico State's ranked underneath them, as well as Bowling Green, there Texas State, and Utah. Yes! So. Battles hometown! So, I mean, they're not, they're they're not last. No, they're not no, last. Hey, not read, last. read the next thing on page six. Read that next section. The hardest schedule played uh, per team. Look at that. Hardest schedule played per team. Uh-huh. It's right underneath the uh, rankings there. South Carolina, hardest schedule in the land. Looks oh, like wow. wow. Yeah. Really? So far? I, I guess that's the average rank of their opponents. Uh, average rank of their opponents. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And we got UCLA, Army, Connecticut, Nebraska. So, so what? We lose to all those teams. They played no one. They, they do though. Who was? But they haven't so far. Uh, well, let's see. We lost to Purdue. Yes. Mm-hmm. We lost to Colorado. Y- Colorado's yeah. nobody. Mm-hmm. We lost to. Uh, you lost Troy? to Troy. Purdue and Colorado both are teams on the upswing, but they really aren't. Mm-hmm. Have not proven themselves at all. Well, that that's crazy that BYU's not listed as hardest schedule. And we lost to Michigan. Don't forget, they played two top ten teams. How are they not? So anyway, hmm. all right. Hmm. Well, it's kind of depressing. It's kind of depressing. It sure is. I, you know, I felt kind of. I was watching the uh, as far as we're you know, on football. I watched uh, our hometown Dallas Cowboys yesterday. Oh yeah, they came and, through. Uh, they won in the end, but man, they came through. Th- there was some offensive play calling in that game. That's really suspect but well. Dak had a decent game right yes he, he did he threw for 250-ish yes, yards or something they, for the first time in a long down, time when they drove down to uh uh be able to take the lead mm-hmm. uh other than kick a field goal they, they didn't give the ball to Zach or to Zeke they just they get why wouldn't the man's on fire yeah give him the ball give him he, the ball let him drive it in the end zone he have over 100 yards yesterday oh yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he was great yesterday. Did you see the way the Colts lost their game uh, uh, against the uh, Houston Texans? Um, Ooh, no, no yeah. but I'm glad they did. Finally, the yeah. Texans no doubt. got a win. The Colts went for it on fourth and four from about their own 40-yard line with about a half a minute left nice. in the game. Instead of punting away and going for the tie, they went for it, did not get first down. Texans kicked a field goal. Thank you very much. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so that's that's how and see if he makes the first and Bob's down. Bob's your uncle. Right, right. If he makes the first down, I don't even know what that means. I don't either. Right. If Whatever. he makes the first down, though, then he and he drives in and they mm-hmm. kick the field goal. Then he's the hero, right? So, right. So you guys, uh, BYU beat. Let's go back to college football just a second here. Um, beat Wisconsin. What was it by three? Right mm-hmm. by field goal. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we'll see. We'll see what BYU could do to Nebraska based on Nebraska playing an in-common opponent uh, this week. We go to Wisconsin, and so let's see. You're playing in Madison too, mm-hmm. right? Okay, that'll so be interesting to see. Be about forty-five points we'll lose. I would. It's going to be. You'll be lucky to get yeah. out of there with that. I'm yeah, hoping. I agree completely. I, so. I hope it's a serious beating because that's a little better for BYU. Yeah, yes. I figured you wouldn't be rooting for Nebraska. No, not for this reason. weekend. Mm-hmm. No, not this weekend. Thank you. Uh, but the other thing is, uh, Baker Mayfield had another great game. Yeah, until the referee stole the game away from the Browns. Boy, no kidding. Oh, my gosh. I mean, that was horrible. But, you know, look, that's where they're at now. Look, I mean, let's stop for a second. I know it's horrible. And you're talking about the fumble. Yep. And, you know, the quarterbacks in the grass mm-hmm. and all that. But, you know, that's where we're at now. I'm, right? talking, about, that I'm talking about the fumble that they called back. 
that the Browns could have iced the game. I'm ca- talking about the spot that he the Browns not, he were may taking not have away. Run it back for a touchdown though on that but fumble. There but there was also a terrible call earlier in the game where Marshawn Lynch. They said, "Oh, you're down." He well, wasn't right. down. He was about to go for a touchdown. The referees in that game, Cleveland and Oakland, should be suspended for a week. It was so horrible on both sides of the ball. I'm sure what was Marshawn the final? Lynch was 48, really 42. Yeah, something? they won. No, they won a field goal, so they won by three. 48, 45 ish. Yeah, something like that. 45, 42. I didn't so, see the. Yeah. I didn't so, see the footage of Marshawn Lynch. I, I bet you he was real happy about. Oh, that. wasn't he not? No, he's no, he lucky was not? he didn't kick huh. the ball when he tried. I bet. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, no, the 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 NFL. And the thing is, we know about their blackout rules and their stupid stuff like that. And I realize I'm talking to a small fraction of people that have Red Zone Channel. But they had the end of that game up there, and they were like, "Sorry, folks, we have to pull it." It was like Heidi Part Two. You remember the Heidi game when the Jets and Raiders game were taken yeah. off for a movie? This is what happened to people. My grandfather told me about it. There we go. I know. That's Here we go. Here yeah. we go. So anyway, the NFL can't so. get out of its own way. They, they are trying to screw up the sport any way they can think yeah. of. But Baker Mayfield had a good game. Sure did. Looked very good. <laughs> right? I don't care about the rest of it. Mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield had another great game. Why I don't do know. Like I love so that kid. Hard. I just I love that kid. I don't know why. Why don't you marry him? He's up to almost 500 yards passing and in two games. Correct, by the way. More trivia. And more correct. trivia. Yes. Ravens more over the Steelers last yes. night. Three, Three and one. Yeah, baby. Yep. And that's, you know, that's no, no, that we, goes we against the we grain won. there. We We won. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. All right, we're going to get to uh, chewing the fat here in a sec. First, let's go to John in Utah. Uh, John, hi, you're on the blaze. Pat, it's your favorite Ute fan from Utah here. Welcome. Uh, I don't know if I have a favorite Ute fan, but if you're going to say good <laughs> things, you might be the you might be it. <laughs> go ahead. Well, I would have been calling the gloat this morning if uh, my team hadn't lost two right. defenses in the entire country. Yeah, yeah, it's it's so, ugly. It's uh, you know, it's going to be interesting when they get together and play at the end of the year because, well, you can throw out all the record books <laughs> with BYU and Utah get together. <laughs> Thanks, John. I mean, might be might be the best six and six matchup. Ever. <laughs> yeah, it might. It, I hope not, but it might. No kidding. Thanks for the call. Triple eight nine Time to chew the fat now with Jeffy. So uh, today is uh, the one year anniversary of uh, Las Vegas shooting. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah, and uh, we've come so far mm. and know so much about the shooting. Except no. Except I mean, we know that we know that there were you know fifty eight victims died of gunshot wounds. You know, mm-hmm. we know that uh, fifty eight people were completely were shot to death. We know that 851 people were injured, 422 of them with gunshot wounds, and we know mm. that the shooter Paddock 422 shot himself. 422 had yeah. gunshot wounds. Good. Yeah, 422 Great. of them. 422. Wow. I know. Jeez, that's amazing. Right. I'm not sure I've heard that figure about the injured. I don't think I have either. 851 people wounds. injured, 422 of them with gunshot wounds. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. <laughs> And so, you know, today, obviously, all through Las Vegas is uh, remembrance ceremonies and mm-hmm. all this. But I find it fascinating. The uh, strip is going dark tonight, right? Mm-hmm. And yes. um, 
it's just I, I I would like to know. I know we closed the you know the the case, or at least we kind of yeah, did. Yeah, police you know, seems to yep. be completely mm-hmm. closed, and there's a few other minor investigations around. But it just seems like I I feel like I'm the only one that wants to know wants to know more about it than I, no you're not the only one i don't one. know that i don't know that what more i think I just about know. everybody would well I we want to know like why he did it why he did it and and was were there were there accomplices were there people that knew what was going on what was the deal with the him? security guard right. that was apparently an illegal alien we know he had we know he had more uh you know thoughts of a bigger destruction with the cars that he had in the parking lots mm-hmm. um you know i just it's just strange that we've just kind of given up and, and, and we're just going to be and i'm okay with being sad for the people who lost their lives sure and and all of that because they absolutely know not one of those people except for Patrick himself deserved what what they got there mm-hmm. and we all i think want to know but do you think that the world is so chaotic and there's so much going on and it's so fast-paced breakneck speed that we just we think about it but we don't have time to focus a lot of energy on yeah, it and on. you know we, we trust our officials to do this for us yeah, so we moved on. do you think the FBI is going to do anything with this they're probably no they're too busy looking up if guy puked his brains out in college and can't right. sit on the supreme court now so they don't Well have time did he drink it. more in college than he said he did See? that's what i want to know See? that's what i want to know right now i don't want to know who murdered and why they murdered no, all these people no i want to know how Vegas. much did he have to drink yeah. on each weekend that he spent at Yale University. That's I what know I want to know. If he ever had flatulence, is what I was wondering. Um, you think Apparently, they wrote about it in his high school yearbook. Which at least we know he farted in high school. And you know what causes? We that. know that. What's that? Beer. Beer See? causes farts. See, FBI needs Jeffy. See, so we know that he drank an excess amount of beer. Are you an investigator? Whoa. I mean, I've, I've investigated a number of things. I'm not an official <laughs> investigator. What are you, what are you a cop? <laughs> Okay. All righty. I mean, I've always wanted to be a mm. special Heinz ketchup police officer. That's true. No, I you know make you, a good special no, Heinz ketchup. I just want a Heinz ketchup police badge is all I want. Really, uh-huh. just to go around. <laughs> I actually, I want to be at a restaurant with you when you bust them. That's where I want to be. That will be fun. That will be fun. <laughs> be my, putting hunts inside of a Heinz bottle. Man, that my, is a evil. my Instagram story. Uh, more on <laughs> Vegas. Uh, stadium builders reached a critical stage of construction. The 65,000. $1.8 billion indoor football stadium is underway. Boy. They're making ground. They're putting for the, where? They're put in Vegas, the new stadium. Oh, in for Vegas. the Raiders, huh? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, they're already they're putting the they're putting the concrete in, baby. They're making the frames. Hmm. So I mean, how what are the odds that's that gonna be weird to have a pro team in Vegas? More than one point eight billion. Oh, it's hundred percent. I mean, because I I mean it'd probably come in under. Well, I mean, I'm thinking, you know. All right, you know what? We can finish this up for nine hundred million. What do you think? No, no, no. They're just going to go excessive, and you know they are. You know, it's Las Vegas. I know. Yeah, yeah. The Falcons. They have to, the right? Falcons. I mean, they have to. Yeah. Have that stadium that you know opens up circular fashion or whatever, and that's like state of the art. You know, stadium. It's very gorgeous inside. One point six billion. Yeah, the Mercedes Benz, right? Yep. I know. It looks nice. Mm-hmm. Have you been there? I have, and you know they had to leave the roof closed uh, for the back half of the season because more than that, because the roof leaked. Because apparently, when you pay 1.6 billion for a stadium, well, you can't expect the roof not to right. leak. Right? I mean, it's a fixer-upper at that point, right? Right. So they just left it closed, and then they fixed it in the off season. So now apparently, it well, works that's again. good. I mean, they knew what was wrong. Yeah. Super like, Bowl going to be there. That's like where... I don't know. You don't put a hole in the roof. Stu will that be. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, you should press uh, Stu uh, to be in here for more on trivia this week when it's the Minnesota Vikings and the Philadelphia Eagles. I've asked him to participate with us. Wow. And, uh, 
it's kind of a lukewarm uh, commit at this point. So let's guilt oh, him yeah, into he getting in here. Because he doesn't want if, – if Minnesota wins more on trivia, he's going to be hurt. Mm-hmm. Well, it's going to hurt him. It's almost always Ooh, right. We'll have to get him in here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Elon Musk – if it's going to hurt him, we're getting him in here. Uh, Elon Musk pays $20 million to the SEC. <laughs> oh, I don't know if you mentioned that, but that uh, his little tweet uh, cost him $20 million. And uh, he, I was thinking about this now. So the SEC fire, f- finds him $20 million, All right. So he gets um, – he wants to take Tesla private. That's the tweet. I'm considering taking Tesla private at $420, funding secured, Okay, which was not true. Oh, the funding oh, wasn't that's, secured. Yep. That's why. So uh, I, I have this man here tweeted out, at $20 million, it is the most expensive tweet in history. 63 characters, $317,460 per keystroke. Wow. <laughs> yeah, and he's worth $19.7 billion. Think he can uh, write that check without feeling it. Hmm. Uh, you know, that's easier said than done. $20 million is a lot of money. Yeah, oh, I'm, I'm not denying that. I'm saying I mean, I don't the care what kind, of farm, what kind of farm you own in Nebraska, $20 million is a lot of money. That's a good saying. It should be on a bumper sticker. Thank mm-hmm. you. How much do you think he's going to end up having to pay into uh, the, the pedo guy or whatever you called that that one guy? I don't, I don't oh, yeah, that's heard so much about that lately. That's, that's been quiet, that's quiet yeah, down. I think they're probably talking behind the scenes a little settlement probably. I don't know that the guy's actually going after him. Right. He might not. And I'm a little nervous that you know what he is saying is true because mm-hmm. otherwise the guy would be suing him. Right? Right. He no, he was sued. No. Are you sure? Yeah, I, check it. I think check they it. had talked about the I, lawsuit, They talked right? about Read it, this. but did they go Read this right here. Elon Musk sued by the cave rescue diver he called a pedo guy and child rapist. Uh, okay. That was last week. Yeah. All right. Hmm. Okay. Well, hmm. maybe not then. He wants. He only wants $75,000? Musk will sneeze that at him. Yeah. Okay. Just pay that without any kind of... Uh, Probably in his wallet. Trial. Right? Yeah. Just... Uh, Seems really weird. Anyway, he's going to uh, relinquish his role as chairman of the board for Tesla, and uh, you know he's gonna, he is yeah he has to relinquish. That's part of the deal with the SEC. He still gets he's still CEO. He just has to relinquish this, the the uh, chairman of the board job. Wow. So uh, you know, mm. that's right. what he wanted to do anyway. He had talked about it a couple times, a couple of interviews about how uh, how wiped out he was. Yeah, uh, how tired he was. I mean, he's mm-hmm. going on podcast smoking dope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's probably. Mm. Not the best thing for him. Yeah, makes you sleepy. Uh, mm. I'm sure sure the pot was pretty good. That's <laughs> got tired. Rogan's not. Rogan's smoking some good stuff. It's You're a nap, right with that. You know. Congratulations to uh, Ford, Uber, and Lyft. They revealed a new partnership that will see the companies work together both amongst themselves and with city governments, according to the press release. The aim is to cut emissions and boost the efficiency of urban mobility. Yay. Mm. It's all part of the Bloomberg Shared Streets platform, Ugh. which is a universal data language for sharing information about city streets, urban planning, and the new agreement Uber and Lyft will jointly develop a framework for sharing curbside pickup and drop-off statistics. They all want the numbers, yep. and it's all for coming for uh, driverless cars yep. and hitting the road so that they have the information and they can all just love each other and we're okay and nobody else will be able to do it because we have all the information. It'll be great. Congratulations. Huh. Uh, news broke this, uh, this past week that uh, Tom Hanks is playing Mr. Rogers. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's an, uh, they haven't titled the film yet. Uh, it's working under the working project name is You Are My Friend. But uh, the picture of Tom 
Uh, so good. Look at that. It looks it looks so much like Mr. Rogers. I mean, it's Tom Hanks, mm. obviously, mm-hmm. but it's I mean, it's a Mr. Rogers. You know, Oscar again. Oh Tom, yeah, it's coming as Mr. Rogers, probably. Yeah, I mean that's kind of uh, kind of strange for Tom, because um, he I, Tom has been known to not really believe a lot of things Fred Rogers believed. Like what? Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. You know. I don't know, just some conservative thoughts here and there. Little mm-hmm. things little things here and there. Mm-hmm. That's all I know. Uh, I touched on it last week a little bit about uh, Baltimore having the worst homicide rate among the nation's 50 largest cities mm-hmm. uh, last year. Uh, second, though, in the highest violent crime rate overall, which is good. I mean, they're not number one there. And Detroit, which had the highest overall violent crime rate last year, ranked number two in homicides. So they're kind of going back and forth mm-hmm. between Detroit and Baltimore for that, which is good. And then uh, Memphis. Oh, man. Memphis, Chicago, Philadelphia, Milwaukee, all top four uh, murders and homicides. But then I see a crime clearance rate study in America, and it makes me think, you know, you can, if you commit murder, you have a 40% chance to get away with it. That's 40% of murder school unsolved. Yeah, he's thinking about this long and 60, hard and staring at us. What 60, is up with no, that? I, it's, I know. That's now they, I know. And they say they claim in the story that hovering around 60% is what it has been for uh-huh. a number of years. Okay, mm-hmm. so they, they clear a little over 60%, 61.6%, according to this. But Jeez. that still seems low. low. Really low. And when you get down mm-hmm. to... Uh, just a little over 53.3% aggravated assault cases get solved. Hmm. Uh, rape, according to this, 34.5% get solved. 34? Robbery, wow. 29% get solved. Hmm. Theft, larceny theft, 19% get solved. Vehicle theft, 13% get solved. Burglary. Thirteen point five percent gets solved. I mean, mm. I, I don't know. Where a lot of people getting away is. with a lot of things. Yeah, and I don't know where the line is on that. Like, you know, if uh, you know, when you say, okay, so forty percent of murders don't get solved. Well, if they, you know, I don't know how, and I, I didn't dig deep into the mm-hmm. study to see if they're talking about. You know, there's a lot of crimes that happen that they know are gang related. Mm-hmm. You know, so you're getting a lot of murders and a lot of killings that there's no way you're going to solve it anyway. You know, so that obviously the numbers are high, but they know that it wasn't Bill the neighbor. So, so do those do those numbers seem accurate in your experience of uh, unsolved mysteries and crimes that occur, Jeffy? Um, like all I know is you can get away with a lot. Yeah, that's what I was wondering about. Okay. Just keep going. Sure. All you know how to do is keep moving. Just keep right on going. Yes, it's like it's like nothing ever happened. Just keep going. You saw Sheila Jackson Lee slip the envelope and you just look around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was on. that? You oh. just slip it on and you just move on. Okay. It's like nothing happened. She doesn't quite good at it because she, she had that guilt. You know, she slid the envelope to yeah. uh, Ford's attorney. And yeah, that was odd. Had that look of. Uh, what do you think was in you know, there? Guilty. I don't know. what they, they said it was some sort of a notes from people, right? It, oh, yeah. That's loving right. Ford. That's bull crap. Come on. No one believes that. And so, you know, we all hated Arnold Schwarzenegger for uh, cheating on the wife, uh, Skeletor. Uh, but, uh, you know, <laughs> while he was... Uh, <laughs> okay. Oh, she most definitely is. But the Maria Shriver, I'll call her by her name. Sorry, I didn't mean to degrade her in front of you. 
uh, and he was you know he was shagging the maid and had a kid with the maid. But uh, news now that uh, Maria uh, was uh, bopping uh, Arnold's uh, <clears throat> campaign staffer guy at the same time. Matthew Dodd, uh, way before that. Oh, oh nice. Oh, really? I, she was having a big affair with Matthew Dowd. Her boyfriend now. I mean, so they're still together. Uh-huh. Wow. And so apparently, now if you read into this where it talks uh. about, uh, you know, uh, finding out and knowing uh, knowing about it, and they would, Arnold would be in uh, Sacramento as governor, especially the second term. Uh, then Maria would take off with Dowd uh, for a weekend or, you know, a couple of weekdays here and there. So, so in, in 2011, when they admitted that the housekeeper uh, had his son, uh, you know, they really didn't. That, that's when they separated, but they haven't gotten a divorce yet. Hmm. You know, the divorce is not final yet. Was Schwarzenegger and yeah. and Maria Shriver? Yeah, they're not. They're not one hundred percent divorced yet. Wow, it's still. They're still technically. I mean, that's been together. going on for a long time. Yeah, that's still. That's still technically going. Now, mm. what they're. What they're. My guess is they're talking about they knew about it. Both of them knew about it mm-hmm. and uh, about each other. And it was just, you know, since now it's embarrassing and it's out. It's bizarre because know. his uh, son with that relationship with the maid yeah. is now uh, 18, something yeah. like that. He's well, in I his think he's older than that now, yeah. 20? Yeah, yeah, he's he's getting up 20, there. When it was and he's a big bodybuilding guy, too. Yeah. Well, look, when, you know. There's there's a few of us just like to work out, Pat. <laughs> Are there? Hit yeah, the gym. Okay. You, right. you know, yeah. You what's well, look? Once you hit the weights, yeah, man, it's addictive, you, right? It sure is. Yeah. I mean, poof, can't get me out of there. Can't get me out of there. So anyway, my <laughs> my uh, my new podcast starts today. Uh, chewing the fat. Mm-hmm. extra fatness as you like to call it mm-hmm. uh in the afternoon it'll drop but we had a listener uh and, and you can subscribe you just go to any any place where your loving favorite podcast is downloaded it's mm-hmm. available there chewing the fat with jeff fisher and um a listener uh i guess trying to be helpful uh sent in a promo and mm-hmm. said uh you know wanted us to play it for him and see, he said, you probably won't use it, but I wanted to send this along. And uh, so I thought, okay, well, here no, you go. Use it. What do you oh. mean? It's All right, so well, here you go. Well, here, here you go. Here We've got we listeners are providing promotions. No, it's just audio. Oh. Uh, We've got listeners providing, uh, providing promos for the show now. That's great. You've heard him. You know him. You can quote him. Uh, spoons? <laughs> now, get ready to download him. The Chewing the Fat podcast with Jeff Fisher will be coming to your device on October 1st. Download it now. <laughs> That's epic. Right? Helper. He's a helper. Right, thank you. Our thank you. Helpers. That, was, that was Van I'm Henry? Not really, I'm not really appreciative of the... Of what? Of the 18th thing. That was, was Spoons. It was the 18th thing. You know, hold on. I picked up something from that too, actually. There's something else there. Ron, could you play that again from the top? Because I think it's very appropriate what I hear in the background. You've heard him. Crickets. You know him. You can quote him. (laughs) Crickets playing. That's Uh, cute. Okay, we're good. Thanks. Uh, Spoons. (laughs) Picked up on the fact that there was an audience there of crickets for you. Yeah, that's great. Uh, no, so that starts today. Anyway, thank you. That starts today. Thank you. You, you told me it was Henry. Van, Van Henry Van, on, on Twitter. T H A N Henry. Van Henry. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And, you know, if any other listeners want to, you know, provide content, you mm-hmm. can go ahead. Right along. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alrighty. Yeah. Yeah. So that's today. People can download it. Monday through Friday starts today. Right. This afternoon. We'll but you can just go there and finish up. We're babbling about Jeffy's podcast coming up here. In a but I just wanted to talk more about what I wanted. To. Pat Gray, Unleashed, the Blaze Radio Network. Now back to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Finishing up with Chewing the Fat with Jeffy. So, um, in Central Texas, and this is going to be a problem, I think, uh, in many places, uh, Central Texas has a surf resort that's a landlocked surf resort, uh, the uh, BSR Cable Parks Surf Resort. Mm. And uh, that was shut down on Friday because uh, a man was uh, swimming there at the Wave Park and uh, claims to have uh, contacted the brain-eating amoeba. Uh, from the water park. Killed him. Yes, it did. Uh, and uh, they shut it down. And um, they really sad. sent it off for testing and stuff. But that's uh, kind of a, you know, they, that's something to worry about in all these water parks, right? I mean, it's, uh, I, I like going to them mm-hmm. from time to time. And it's fun. And, you know, you slide around, you swim around, you have some fun. And then you think, then I hear stories about what's in the water. And you don't want to want to go there the anymore. Yeah. No, you just don't want to know. Yeah, just don't tell me, right? I mean, not good. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why this is happening now because it doesn't seem like it. Like, here's another thing: they just didn't occur when mm-hmm. we were younger. Right? It's because where they originally it was supposed to be, we get it in lakes. The spray amoeba was. They were telling us that we'd get it in lakes or rivers. Uh, you know, with the with, yeah, but I don't remember it at all. I don't we were, either. When we were growing up, I don't either. And now we're just get we're getting it in actual. Uh, con- now it's at water parks, right? Jeez, I mean, I, that's we, crazy. It sure is. So I mean, are we not? Uh, are the amoebas becoming uh, resistant to our murdering devices? I don't know. Because if they are, uh, let's step up the game. Yeah, CDC, please. Uh, I'd appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, that's a that's a that's a tough one. I mean, the guy comes from New Jersey to Texas to you know vacation and have a good time at the water park in Waco, and then dies from it from some bizarre amoeba. An amoeba I, killed I you? All right, well, I know. I, uh, that that water park I think is going to have a, a tough time when they reopen. <laughs> Are you gonna go? I'm not going. Is that the, is that the one with the amoebas? <laughs> I'm not going. There's any chance I can get an amoeba, brain eating amoeba from it? BSR Cable Park now amoeba free. <laughs> Jeez. I mean that. No, I'm not. I'm not going. Right. Not I mean, no, although, no. if you're there in that neck of the woods and you know that they've cleaned it and everything's fine, still not good enough for me. I'm not going. <laughs> Not going. You pull up your camper and you're at the park and you're ready to spend a weekend at the wave park. Still not going. If you're in a hotel down the road and you think, hey, the kids want to go to swimming. So. Completely unmoved. Not going. But I mean, they've already cleaned it. They've, yeah, I don't they've care. soaked the water. It's <laughs> all care. good. It's, it's ready to go. Is there any assurance they could give you that would uh, make you feel comfortable enough to go there with your family? I'm still not there right now. Yeah. yeah I don't think no. so. I don't think so either. I don't think so. Maybe maybe I watch a few people jump out yeah. and of then the water for not. a while. Uh-huh. You know, Maybe I do that. Maybe. Maybe that convinces me. But that's about it. Well, you're not going to know if they got if they have the uh, 
brain-eating amiibo when you watch him get out. Yeah. You, you still don't know. It takes, Where a, while. It, it takes a little while. Call me in, in three weeks from New Jersey, would you? Yeah. We know yeah, how you're doing. Exactly. And then maybe we will. Maybe Jeffy, we will Jeffy follows people around, so I mean, he'll eventually see if there's effects or not. Mm-hmm. Well, it depends on who they are, really. I don't know why you All think right. that. Are you tapped out? You got anything well, else here? I just want to get to it because right. it, we don't have enough time to get to it. Oh, we still have a minute. Get to it. What do you got? Well, Save it for your show. more than a minute. You know, he's holding back on you, Pat. He's saving stuff over in the fat pile for his own show now. Okay. He's yeah. not He's not coming mm. with everything. He's holding back. And, yes. Uh, just to see you what know what? Yeah, we're done. All right. Uh, podcast this afternoon. Uh-huh. Download it. Okay. Chewing the fat with Jeff Fisher. People, people right. are wondering if they might get a virus if they download a Jeffy <laughs> podcast. Uh, no, you, will not, you may get a brain-eating amoeba, though. <laughs> Yeah. Can we get a fat causing amoeba from listening to you? Yeah, will our devices that, like that get so fat concern. they just bust and like all sort of mm-hmm. parts of plastic and Gravy metal start flying out. everywhere? I wish that were true. Does the warranty <laughs> cover that on the I phone? I wish that were true. <laughs> all right, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Got to talk about this uh, license plate collecting that's being done by those uh, speed trap devices on the road. This is an amazing situation. We'll get into that coming up. That's fascinating. Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here. On the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine nine hundred thirty three ninety three. And of course, it Pat unleashed on Twitter, uh, where Kim tweets, "Maybe the FBI should do an investigation on Robert Francis. His drinking also explains his guitar solo." <laughs> I don't know if anything explains this. I'm afraid the show's not going to be over. You're going to have to hear the rest of this crappy thing. <laughs> All right, so good. That's so good. Uh, Charles, unmitigated gall. <laughs> Beto may not, may not be blind, but he may be tone deaf. So you get it? He's not blind, but he's deaf. Uh-huh. He's tone it. deaf. I, yeah. Uh, beer and flatulence has uh, tweeted. Has Tom Hanks ever been a neighbor? Because he's playing Mr. Rogers. Uh, How do we know he's qualified to play this role? That's a good question. Nicole says, in retrospect, we should all have known that there would be way too much fat to simply chew on Pat's show. That's why there's extra fatness uh, coming up on uh, the Jeffy podcast. Is there enough room on the internet for more Jeffy? It's a big place. (laughs) Yeah, it's a... But I don't know if it's Mm -hmm. that big. I don't know. Is my concern for the bandwidth. It's like when you turn on the TV, one channel's not enough to hold him. He's on like two or three different channels. Well, that's why the FCC allocated like there's like channel 8.1, 8.2, and 8.3. That's usually Jeffy's face. That's Jeffy's. Taking those. (laughs) Caused that. Uh, This amazing story uh, (laughs) uh, just, again, illustrates the fact that we're in real trouble right now. The next time you pass one of those road signs with the digital readout, <clears throat> we have those all over the DFW area. Shows you how fast you're going. 
don't just assume that it's there to remind you to slow down a little bit. It may actually be capturing your license plate data. According to a recently released U.S. federal uh, contracting data, the DEA, Drug Enforcement Agency, will be expanding the footprint of its nationwide surveillance network with the purchase of multiple trailer-mounted speed displays to be retrofitted as mobile LPR license plate reader platforms. That's a a long-winded way of saying they're going to record all license plates that drive past these machines now. Um, So that's Hmm. not a problem at all. And what's their justification for this? Uh, They're looking for criminals. What is a game-changing, crime-fighting tool to some is a privacy overreach of near-existential proportion to others. License plate readers, which can capture somewhere in the neighborhood of 2,000 plates a minute, cast an astonishingly, astonishingly wide net that's made it far easier for cops to catch serious criminals. On the other hand, though, the indiscriminate nature of the real-time collection, along with the fact that it's stored by authorities... For later data mining is kind of alarming to privacy advocates and if you know constitution advocates license plate readers are inherently a form of mass surveillance according to uh, researcher dave moss of the nonprofit electronic frontier foundation you look at something like a wiretap and most of the time it's looking for a specific person and capturing specific conversations from that person But here, they're collecting information on everybody, no matter what. Not all of whom, very few of whom have been accused of a crime. And they they collect it and store it just in case they someday commit a crime. So they can go back and see who was in the area? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's un-American. They, uh, the DEA will not release how much of the data they're collecting. But the nonprofit ACLU of Maryland said they found that only 47 out of every 1 million plates scanned by police in the state, or 0.005, so five thousandths of 1%, were suspected of having uh, been connected to any sort of criminal activity. Out of 128.5 million license plates in Atlanta last year that they collected, 786,000 of those, or 0.6%, were suspected of, of having been connected to a crime. In Austin, they collected 22 million license plates and 3,200 of them, or one one-hundredth of a percent, were linked to an alleged uh, criminal activity. They're just storing everything just in case. And again, you know, people say, well, I'm not doing anything wrong and I'm not planning to commit any crime, so I don't care what they do. Yeah, you don't know what will one day be considered a crime. Have we not seen the disintegration of everything we know lately? So, so, so they're storing this information. I guess to see, you know, if you were in the area when a crime occurred or when I'm wondering if they're trying to figure out your pattern so that if you ever have a, a speeding ticket, not that you could ever identify with this, you know, right. crazy, I know how that implausible feels at all. scenario. Mm-hmm. Uh, they want to know, you know, where you're at on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. They can absolutely do this. Well, they can track you down for any purpose. Right. Anything they want. And while I do have a problem with this, 
I have a bigger problem with these roadside checkpoints where they just randomly pull yeah, you over. Yeah, I don't like that either. And they're just like, hey, we're just checking to see if uh, maybe you're inebriated. Yeah, but based on what? On where's what? your probable where cause to pull me over? Where is your probable cause? Where is your Fourth Amendment That's not right? a thing anymore. It's just not a thing. Nope. Just like, um, uh, just like the NSA collecting of emails and, and phone records. That's what this license is. Exactly. The civil asset forfeiture, which is another unbelievable un-American intrusion. Um, not to mention, how about the guilty until proven innocent cycle we're in right now? Yeah, we're not teaching our kids laws anymore, the rule of law. We're teaching them nice ideas that are no longer put into practice, unfortunately. And then there's this. Oh, no, what? The FBI recently ordered a suspect to unlock his iPhone 10 via the face ID uh, in the first known example of police doing this anywhere in the world <laughs> you, you love that we're on the cutting edge of forcing people to uh you know do something just because the the police or the fbi want them to but they haven't committed any crime that we know of we're just we're just going to make sure mm-hmm. the incident occurred on august 10th when F, the fbi searched the house of greg mikulski in columbus ohio during a child abuse investigation so pretty serious. So they asked him to um, trigger his uh, face facial recognition uh, ID. He said no, uh, but they forced him to do it. He was ultimately charged with receiving and possessing child porn. The search uncovered related conversations, including a chat with someone who was really an undercover officer. Only some data was obtained from the iPhone. Uh, however, as the FBI didn't have his passcode, which put up road, roadblocks. A lawyer for this guy told Forbes, uh, Forbes that the FBI turned to Celebrite. It's a soft, some kind of software system called Celebrite, hmm. but so far has failed to, to get anything useful. He also commented that police are now using boilerplate language and warrants to cover face ID. Mandatory touch ID unlocks uh, have been happening for years even being used on corpses. Though controversial, the practice is currently legal and sometimes claimed to be necessary by law enforcement. We're getting into dangerous territory. Nobody wants a child molester or child pornographer right. or whatever to continue to roam free, but we have to we have to follow the law and the Constitution at the same time. Yeah, so, so search warrant issued in this case, but how is it incumbent upon the suspect to cooperate in that respect. I, I don't know. Uh, you can't force me to look at something or <laughs> hold my face up and grab me by my hair. Well, I don't have any hair because, well, I'm bald. Yeah, it'd be hard but, on you. But, you know, you see my right. point. It's like, you know. Yeah, apparently they can, though, because they just did. I don't care for that. They can, <sighs> and they did. And so what, what, I mean, what is left for us? As far as, you know, a, a, a uh, you have a some sort of impetus to uh, warrant this kind of intrusion the civil asset forfeiture they can just take it because they found it they don't they don't have to even charge you with anything now they can force you to open up your iphone yeah and think about this we are not in the business of protecting child pornographers or child abusers the point that i'm trying to make in this is that it's 
you have innocence until proven guilty, right? In mm-hmm. theory. So isn't it incumbent upon the uh, the government in this case uh, to to figure out how to prove that you're guilty? You, the, he is now testifying against himself, right? By forcing which, his face, which you can't make people do. According to the Constitution, you can't make people do According that. According to the, I don't know that word. Yeah, the Constitution. Never, I'm not familiar with it. Yeah. Sorry. I think it means like taking a walk around the block. Well, you go, let's go on a Constitution and. And you sort of, you know, you take a walk. I think so that's, that's what, what that means. Is. So the yeah. founding fathers, yeah, yeah. They, mm-hmm. they they fought for freedom. Yeah. So they could so just the take walks take around the walks block. walks around the block. Let's go on a little constitution. Okay. Yeah. I never uh, knew that. Yeah. Huh. Now, you know, mm-hmm. we're teaching pe- to people uh, on this show. You can learn something every single day. Every day here. Andy in L.A., uh, or probably Louisiana, I guess. Uh, I never know if that's the city or the abbreviation for the state. Andy, welcome. <laughs> it's, it's Louisiana. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I, Jeffy's little comment about the the brain eating amoeba. <laughs> yes, um, I, I'm a certified water operator in the state of Louisiana. How do you become a certified you, water operator? <laughs> it takes a lot of study and a lot of tests. Okay. All right. But the brain eating amoeba, the actual the actual term for it, the name of it is Nigleri fowleri. Oh, okay. And it's much easier to spell on paper than it is to say mm-hmm. but it's naturally occurring it's always been with us it's in surface water has it really what why did we always. never hear before of people contracting that because the tests to test for it are stupid expensive and there are only three labs in the continental united states that will test for it wow. in florida pennsylvania and colorado how do you how do you get this does it just uh i mean can it does it come through your skin? Do you have to swallow water? How how does that happen? Comes through the nasal cavity, and the first way the first way that they found out about it, and I, I'm sorry, I'm trying not to sound like Alex Jones because this is real science. Yeah. But uh, the first way that that they found out about it was neti pots. Was so what? Neti pots, where they it's almost like a vaporizer, except you put the little water in the little oil or whatever in it for people oh. who have sinus issues. Wow. And you the can get theory, it that way? Yes. That, that's the way that you do get it. Kids, they advise kids. There have been two parishes in the state of Louisiana in the past three years that have tested positive for it. One in St. Joe Parish and one in Washita Parish. And I'm not going to say if I'm involved in either one of them. That's really scary. That is frightening stuff. Uh, what can you do about it? What can, can you treat the water with something to kill this amoeba or what? All I can say is we try our best. Yeah. Oh, good. That, that, you know, with chlorine and and flushing and you know all the things that a, that your local utility operator does, but then you know the cost is so expensive, it gets passed down to the customer, and then they get mm. to ripen and raising cane about, well, why is my water bill so high? That's one reason we're we're mm. we are the unsung heroes out there trying to keep this stuff out of the water, and every time I pull up somewhere and somebody wants to complain to me about their bill, I say, look, lady. I don't bill it. I just make it. <laughs> hey, Andy, I've got a quick question for you. Uh, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago. I don't know if you were involved with this, but uh, whatever happened, do you, do you remember a town in Louisiana that um, the local water people hooked up the water system uh, to the sewer system accidentally? And uh, people were... That happens, uh, that happens more, time than it gets pub- more times than it gets publicized. Because uh-huh. Louisiana is, is, is a lot... There's a lot of bayous. Where, where I'm at, we have a large bayou that one major municipality gets their source water from and they they treat it and they send it out 
So when when you have this many people living on a, a surface water drinking water or watershed area, it's mm-hmm. going to happen. We find it all the time. Now you said you said it, it comes up through your uh, nasal passage. If if you drank it in the water, would it also affect you, or does the stomach acid kill it? It it, it has to enter in through a nasal. Think think about it. Okay, uh, so uh, uh, there was one there was one instance where a child uh, uh, contracted it from a slip and slide. Where the water goes, you know, they're sliding yes. and it just goes up through the nose. There have been a couple of, but the, the initial part wow. of it was the neti, the neti pots inside the houses. But, you know, slip and slides, showers. I mean, I'm not going to shower mm-hmm. upside down, mind you, but mm-hmm. uh, water can get into your nose. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Appreciate it. Thanks for that chilling information, Andy. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Should we have a three day waiting period on water? Maybe we should ban water completely. That's true. I'm just glad that uh, summer is ending and not beginning right now, or else I may never jump into a pool again. Maybe by next spring, I will have forgotten about all this information from Andy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. I wonder if a lot of chlorine, like in your pool, can you get it in a pool or does the chlorine kill it? Should have asked him that before he hung up. Hmm. That might have been a, a good way to go. That's but good. You know, like a good talk show host might have, yeah. you know, might have thought, hey, what say, about your pool? Whatever. Does the chlorine kill it or what? But I mean, if you don't have a pool, then I don't care. So right. I don't have one. So triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three more Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Gray. Covered quite a bit of territory today, but there's just a lot going on. Everything from a renewed uh, Led Zeppelin trial on Stairway to Heaven to this uh, to these digital readouts that are taking your license plate down to the Kavanaugh drinking thing, where we've got more on that coming up in a second. But uh, Led Zeppelin going back to court with a band called Spirit, who uh, they claim... Zeppelin ripped off uh, their song Taurus for Stairway to Heaven back in the late 60s. Now, Stairway, Stairway to Heaven was, re- was recorded and released in 70, but the Taurus song was released in 1968. And the original claim was, well, we never even heard this band. How, how would I have heard them? Maybe at the concert where they opened up for you guys? <laughs> Remember that? But you're backstage. Like, oh, we never even... There's like walls yeah, and curtains and whatnot. How are you going to hear that? <laughs> you can't be expecting Led yeah. Zeppelin to hear what's happening right? five feet in front of them. You can't. Okay. You can't. So they were the opening act for Led Zeppelin on a tour. So that one didn't hold a lot of water. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Bobby in Texas. You're on the blaze. Hi. Hey. Hey. Um, I I've never heard that song by the other group. Um. But what you played of it a while ago, yeah, it uh, it seemed to me that it was just the bass line that was the part that was similar to Led Zeppelin. I, and, I think that's true. Yeah, it's just the kind of the intro and the the, the intro yeah, and the so bass line. Yeah, it, it made me think about like every country and western song has the same bass line in it, basically. <clears throat> Pardon me, and um, so. Are the country and western bands going to start suing each other because they have the same bass lines in them? 
Uh, maybe if this turns out to be successful, maybe maybe they will. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, thanks, Bobby. Appreciate it. Uh, Terry in Arizona, you're on the blaze. Hi. Yeah, how you doing, guys? Love Good. your program. Thank uh, you. Love Jeffy. Glad you brought the um, moron trivia back. It's a highlight of my week, but I want to address the uh, Paul McCartney not being able to read music. Yeah. So how does he write it? When he can't write it or read it, how does he put down the music that's in his head? Well, I'm a musician myself, and I don't read or write on guitar. And uh, wow. I got a, a bunch of songs recorded. And you just what you do is you noodle around on guitar, and you find a little melody, mm-hmm. and then you record it, and then and then play it for everybody. And... Making up the song, uh-huh. and it's like I know you play guitar just lovely. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like if you hit a G chord, uh-huh. and you make up a little melody to go with it, that could be a song. Okay, so they never write it down; they record it. No, not the notes or anything. They, right. Um, you tend to forget it if you don't have a good memory, like me. Mm-hmm. But if I, I have a little cassette recorder, that's my high tech equipment. So and I just put it on there, and then I build on the song as I go along, mm-hmm. and then it's it's done. I nobody. Probably 80% of these people making music on these radio programs don't read music. Hmm. How about that? Uh, so what famous song would we know, your, uh, know you from? What, uh, what fabulous classics have you written? Well, can I give my, can I give my website on sure, it? Sure, yeah. yeah. Okay. Terry Irish Music. Irish Music? Yeah, Terry... Terry Irish music. Okay, is your last name Irish, or is Irish music no. the kind of music you do? No, no. Uh, Terry Irish music. Uh, I don't do Irish music. That's okay. <laughs> That's no, a relief, Terry, because Irish but, music sucks. So uh, Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> Every, right. Everybody should go there and check out your song, I'd Bring Her Coffee. Oh, oh yeah. you got it. Yeah. All right. Listen to it. Thanks, Give Terry. me a call back if okay. you listen to it. I think you'll like it. It's cool. um. It's we'll do really that. different music. I, I, will, cool. I will tweet Good. this out Thank you. under Hangry Appreciate Keith. It, Terry. Thanks. All right, so stand by for that. Cool. Cool. Looking forward to hearing it. What's it called? I give I'd you, bring her coffee. I'd bring her coffee. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, let's go to Rob in Ohio. Hey, Rob, you're on the blaze. Hey, uh, you guys can bring me coffee. You guys really want to. <laughs> I think that's Terry's job since that's his yeah, song. Yeah, that's Terry's yeah. job, man. Come on. We'll have him okay, do it. Okay, well, you guys were talking about the, uh, the LPR system. I've been a police officer for about 10 years now and fire. Uh, as an MP prior to that. So I'd like to think I'm kind of fluent in it. Yeah. Okay. Um, with the data collection, that what it does, it takes over 200 or 2,500 pictures per minute with the license. But what it does is it actually only flags the ones that pop up as wanted. It doesn't show you every person. Okay, it right. But, up, oh, hey, you, but it does store but, them, right? They said they are storing the data just in case. Some systems might, however, the ones that I have experience with, they do don't. Not. Okay. We don't actually don't have, we as local law enforcement, we don't actually have um, access to that data. Mm-hmm. And that, that even goes to the chief. And we have to pay out um, like licensure fees every year. We have to pay out uh, a boatload of money, but uh, we actually don't have access to that at all. Okay. Makes sense. Let me ask you this, since I got a police officer on the line. Are you more likely to give a warning to a beautiful woman than you would some guy that you pull over? 
Well, a lot of that actually falls upon uh, what their previous history is. I've had people crying. I've had people try to lift their skirt up a little bit. But, you know, <laughs> they really? <laughs> Rob, does that work? Does that work, Rob? <laughs> it, it depends on uh, a lot of factors. But more than likely, probably not. You can kind of catch up on that. Yeah. So, uh, sorry, Pat, you're going to have to find a different uh, dress. But Jeffy <laughs> might get away with it. <laughs> <laughs> well, just because you don't want to see anymore, you're like, all right, you know what? Just, just move along, yeah, sir. Please, mm-hmm. just stop. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, so just, just so that I don't misinterpret you, Rob. Mm-hmm. You're saying that it does work for a beautiful lady to hike up her skirt when you pull her over and possibly give her a ticket. Yes or no? I'm gonna say it doesn't hurt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say I believe that. That was an honest answer. Thanks, Rob. Appreciate it. And of course, I knew the answer to it because I've been pulled over in Texas. In six years, yeah, fifteen times, mm-hmm. I have received a ticket in fourteen of the fifteen. My wife has been pulled over eleven times. Okay, she has received a ticket zero times. Zero. She's gotten a warning. Zero. All eleven. She is eleven for eleven. Now she's not pulling up her skirt, but you sure. You know, she's a beautiful woman. Have you asked her. And, You've no. confirmed this. She rarely wears skirts, okay. uh, except on Sunday, and I'm with her then, so I would know if she was pulling up skirts. So, an officer of the law just told us that it doesn't uh-huh. hurt if you're a beautiful lady that hikes up her skirt uh, uh-huh. during a traffic stop. Yep. Okay. So, All right. I, mean, I mean, just the, the, the scales of justice, I mean, they're completely blind, right? Life, you know, completely. we keep hearing about this fairness thing. It's, it's just not fair. Life isn't fair, <laughs> is it? We're all human beings, and that's going to affect a, a male officer. I'm sure. Uh, and it just it's part of human nature. <laughs> Isn't it? It's just human nature. 888 what, what, what should I start wearing for, for these possible traffic stops? A parka. I mean, you should a wear a parka. parka. Yeah. A uh, burka, maybe. Burka and burka? a parka. A parka over your burka. I think that would help. 888 More Pat Gray Unleashed. Come on up. <laughs> is here on the Blaze Radio Network. 888-933-93. And at Pat Unleashed on Twitter, Millennial Falcon tweets, the reason it's difficult to monitor for brain-eating amoeba or Negleri Fowleri is oh, yeah. its name, sure. uh, is that there's only three labs in the U.S. that test for it. Yeah, we just heard that on the phone. Um, oh. And it's really expensive. Okay. The three labs are in Colorado, Pennsylvania, and Florida. Uh, beer and flatulence <laughs> tweets uh, regarding the water testing. All I can tell you is we try our best. <laughs> Thanks, Andy from Louisiana. So did Obama. <laughs> try his best. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, if that was his best, he leaves something uh, wanting. Yeah, I, I think this That's right here. Sure. This this is an important tweet right here that we oh, need to struggling lumby. Yeah. Tweets out. If we only had those license plate reading speed signs 36 years ago yeah. we could know that kavanaugh went two miles per hour over the posted limit right yes 
We got to hold his feet to the fire on that scandal right there. We got a week. Jeff Flake, he demands that we find out if Brett Kavanaugh was speeding two miles over 36 years ago. Well, and we got to find out if he lied about his how much he enjoyed drinking. He said he liked to drink. He mm-hmm. said he attended parties. He has said all these. I don't even understand how it's a lie that that they're they're trying to claim that he lied about that. He he didn't lie about that. He said he didn't pass out. He said he he didn't have blackouts. Okay, you know not everybody does. Sorry, he's not the lush that you apparently are. All Wait, of you now, stinking senators. Second. That doesn't mean you're a lush. <laughs> <laughs> no, not necessarily. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Here's what uh, Donald Trump said about the drinking situation today uh, concerning uh, Brett Kavanaugh. Uh, so, if he did lie about his drinking, does that mean you'll pull his? I don't think he did. Okay. I, uh, look, here's here's what I'm just saying. I'm not a drinker. I can honestly say I never had a beer in my life, okay? Right. It's one of my only good traits. I don't drink. Whenever they're looking for something good, I say, I never had a glass of alcohol. I've never had alcohol. I've just, you know, for whatever reason. Can you imagine if I had what a mess I'd be? Would I be the, I'd be the world's worst. But I never drank. I never drank, okay? But I can tell you, I watched that hearing. And I watched a man saying that he did have difficulty as a young man with drink. The one question I didn't ask is, how about the last 20 years? Have you had difficulty the last 20 years? Because nobody said anything bad about him in many, many years. They go back to high school. I think that was, I think the quote was kind of mis, misquoted on, uh, on the cable news channels because it, it said he, that Trump mm-hmm. claimed Kavanaugh had trouble or had difficulty mm-hmm. with drinking when he was younger. And he just said if yeah. he had difficulty. Right? So which network flashed that up there? I'm trying to remember. I think it was CNN, wasn't I it? I think it was CNN. What a stunning surprise that would be uh, if I'm, they misquoted him or took it out of context. Unless that's not the accurate clip there. Yeah. Yeah. That's I think I mean that's what he said about it. So also, uh Kavanaugh accuser Julie Swetnick, she is the one who claims the rape gangs. She um is facing some inappropriate conduct allegations of her own now, uh, which is kind of interesting. Apparently, during her brief employment with an Oregon tech company, uh, there was a lawsuit filed in 2000 at Portland-based Web Trends, alleging that Julie Swetnick, who's now 55, falsely claimed to be a Johns Hopkins University alum and fabricated her prior work experience. Uh, the company voluntarily dismissed the lawsuit after a month. And, you know, Avenatti, who's her attorney, I guess, says that the allegation is bogus. This lawsuit never had any merit, as evidenced by how quickly it was dismissed, he says. But the allegations laid out in the lawsuit include engaging in unwelcome sexually offensive conduct Uh-oh. and making false and retaliatory allegations that other co-workers had engaged in inappropriate conduct toward her. So there was some sort of issue where she was apparently not getting along with people in the company and they weren't uh, liking her all that much either. What does all this mean? I don't know. It just means more nonsense for the next week at least. Yay. And, you know, it means that one senator who's on his way out at the end of this 
at the end of the year, well, probably at the beginning of January, actually, next year when the new session starts, mm-hmm. it means that he can throw a monkey wrench into this whole process because he's not up for re-election and he can insist that we halt the process until we have a, yet another FBI investigation. Meanwhile, Lindsey Graham's all pissed off about it, and he has been... He's been the the hero in all of this. He's been really champion, uh, a champion for Kavanaugh and strongly defending him and talking about what a terrible process this is. And as he said, hey, these guys have been my friends. Uh, but it almost sounded like he was <laughs> he was ending that at the time, but he was pretty fired up at the time. So we've got Lindsey Graham, who actually is making sense now. And because of that, Bill Maher, on his crappy show over the weekend, went after Lindsey Graham. Now, pay close attention to what he does here. And then try to imagine if this was a, a person on the right saying this about somebody on the left, how would that be received? Um, but here is, here is Maher talking about Lindsey Graham. This is incredible. Oh, and then they tried cornering Lindsey Graham. But he, but he got away because he's familiar with the back door. He... Uh, that's okay? Wow. Wait a minute. Wow. That's okay? Wow. To joke about somebody's sexuality like that? Man. Especially a guy who's not out. Mm-hmm. Lindsey Graham's never outed himself. I'm sure there have been rumors, but he's never said he's homosexual. Ever. In fact, I think he's denied it. Yeah, and would that would that joke be good even if he was out? Right, even if he was. Come on. That's okay to say that? I swear. Oh my gosh, if that was me or Glenn or Stu or Keith, you wouldn't have a job the next day. You'd be done. You'd be done. The LGBTQQIA2 people would be all over you. Wow, that's amazing. And there's more. And the approving audience, yep. too. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's good great. stuff right there. That's wonderful. <laughs> yeah, he's a Republican. We can laugh at him with a gay joke. And check this out. <laughs> <laughs> and this is, you know what is bad is this Trumpifying of people. Yeah, I mean, the fact that Trump can either find people like him or mm-hmm. make How him like Lindsey right. Graham. Right. Lindsey Graham right. needs the stabilizing influence yes. of his dead boyfriend because he is just... <laughs> Wow. Wow. Um, but <laughs> wow. So just did the backdoor joke mm-hmm. and then throws out that he needs the stabilizing influence of his dead boyfriend. Uh, that's pretty specific. Uh-huh. Like he's apparently got some kind of information that uh, most of us don't have. I didn't, I don't know anything about Lindsey Graham's dead boyfriend if he had one i don't know i didn't know if if he had one and i certainly didn't know if he was alive or dead that he had passed away good golly man that's rough but all of that is okay from bill maher i guess right all of that's perfectly acceptable because it's it's bill maher uh it's not glenn beck saying it about somebody on the left um because you know that'd be everywhere today nobody's talking about that no one frustrating the double standard is really really frustrating uh triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three 
And in this environment, uh, Katie Couric was uh, appearing on CNN's Reliable Sources over the weekend with uh, idiotic Brian Stelter. And they were talking about the ousting of Les Moonves from CBS. And so Katie started lamenting the fact of, of how few women there are in management in news. Here's what she had to say. I think it's clear from Ronan Farrow's excellent reporting that they have a real culture problem there. Mm-hmm. And the culture I found at 60 Minutes personally was very challenging and at times quite offensive because I think obsequious uh, subservience was a job requirement in order to thrive there for many women. What does that mean? Does that mean suck up to the boss? Is Pretty that- much, yeah. Thank you for that translation. <laughs> and I yeah, think that, yeah, you know, right. obviously the male hierarchy has mm-hmm. been in place there for years. Mm-hmm. And it's right. time for it to end. But they're not the only network that has a male no. hierarchy. If you look the, at the mm-hmm. uh, news presidents at every major broadcast and cable network, mm-hmm. they're all male. Oh, all three evening well. news anchors mm-hmm. are male. Mm-hmm. The vast majority of executive producers at every network are every male. Network. Oh. And this really has to end. If we really mm-hmm. believe that the tone at the top is paramount, then you have to have more diverse voices at the top because they have such mm. an impact mm-hmm. on the editorial choices that are made, who covers stories, and how they're covered. Yeah. Okay, so let's take a look at what she's saying, that all the top executives at every major news uh, news network, news source, they're all men. Mm, let's see now. It's CBS, of course, we know about Les Moonves. Okay, he yep. was just ousted. So mm-hmm. now the interim, the acting CEO is Joseph Ionello. That okay? So that's true. Yep. David Rhodes is president. Jeff Fager is executive producer. Um. So yes, all three of them. CBS. Uh, over at CNN, you got Jeff Zucker, Ken Joust. And Michael Bass. So she's right about CNN. CBS and CNN. Okay. So now we go to ABC News. You got Ben Sherwood and James Goldston. She's right right about uh, ABC. ABC. So you got NBC. You got Andy Lack, Noah Oppenheim, and Phil Griffin. She's right about uh, NBC. All right. What about MSNBC? All right. Who we got over there? Uh, well, it's the same people because it's owned by the same That's company. Uh, let's look at the liberal uh, New York Times. You got Mark Thompson, A.G. Schulzberg, and he's a boy too. Uh, Dean Backwood, uh, all men. Uh, the Wall Street Journal, William Lewis, Matt Murray, both men. Oh, the Washington, Washington Post, Frederick J. Ryan Jr., Martin Barron. So obviously she's right. Well, about these liberal outlets. Uh, except for something called. Fox News? Have you ever heard of that? That can't be a major Ah, source of news. Should I Google it? Um, You got Rupert Murdoch, who, of course, owns Fox News. He's executive chairman. But the very next person, the CEO CEO. of Fox News and Fox Business Network, uh, Suzanne Scott. What a strange name for a man. Wow, that's a boy name? Yeah, Suzanne, the boy, the guy, the man. Oh, uh, a boy named Suzanne. Boy named, named Suzanne. His parents must have hated him. <laughs> <laughs> of course, Fox has a uh, a female CEO. She didn't, uh, didn't, didn't quite acknowledge that, and of course she wouldn't. No. I mean, she's right about most of them, though. Yeah, all those liberal outlets. All absolutely. the liberal outlets, all loaded with men at the top. <laughs> and isn't that interesting? It's hypocrites. Just gets so uh, frustrating that you just you want to swear. So I won't. 
888 More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. This is Pat Gray. The Blaze Radio Network. Gray returns on the Blaze Radio Network. Let me ask you this. Is the FBI going to uh, investigate Christine Ford over her egregious errors that she's already admitted to, like this one? So there's one correction. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I've misused the word bystander yeah. as an adjective. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Okay. Bystander means someone that is looking at an assault. And, right. And, so you're talking uh, about a the verb? person named PJ was not a, technically a bystander. Can you imagine that? She used the word bystander as an adjective. What about the dangling participle she also left at the end of one of her sentences? Why isn't the FBI on that? Maybe that'll come out in a week. Maybe we put the CIA on the fact that she used a colon instead of a semicolon that, in one of her sentences. That kind of irritates me a little bit. You know, <laughs> Talk about outrage. I am outraged that nobody's investigating any of those things. <laughs> so let's get on it. Where's the NSA on this? Where are they? Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also, this couldn't happen to a better guy. Um, last man standing. What? Was that on ABC before? Yes. Okay, so they moved it. The ABC canceled him, and we talked about that, what, a year and a half ago or so yeah, when that I happened. Yeah, 6 million, 6.4 million viewers wasn't good yeah, enough. Yeah, wasn't good enough for them. So Fox picked it up, and it debuted last week and had a huge uh, debut. Yeah. According to Variety, the Tim Allen Show, Last Man Standing, Averaged 8 million viewers in, oh, just in the demo. Wow. In the key 18 to 49 age group. So it was Fox's most watched comedy in seven years. Hmm. Also with the premieres of The Cool Kids and Hell's Kitchen, uh, The Last Man Standing revival led the charge for Fox's most watched Friday with entertainment in over nine and a half years. Wow. And its highest rated Friday uh, during premiere week in seven years. So it did really well. That's great. Tim Allen's, uh, he's brave because he'll actually speak out about his conservatism from time to time. So compared to previous season debuts on ABC, for example, the show's sixth season opened with 6 million viewers and averaged 6.4 its last season. And despite that, and that's pretty strong for these for this day and age, ABC canned it anyway. And a lot of people think because yeah, they canned it because he's conservative. Mm-hmm. And would that surprise anybody? Yeah, I doubt it. So uh, the subject matter on it, too, is not conducive to, you know, what they want in Hollywood. This guy, he plays the guy, Mike Baxter, who's happily married, father of three daughters. You know, he's not he's not the head of a uh, LGBTQ QIA2 family. Wait a minute, but are, are his daughters like, you know... They're not lesbians as far as I know. Do they do they protest outside Supreme Court hearings like no, every woman do. apparently and in America is so supposed to be doing right now? You can't have that on TV, right? Hmm. Can't have that on TV. Okay. Uh, 
Yeah, he apparently. Um, I didn't get to see it, but I was being told earlier that uh, you know he talked to the audience. Uh, you know, just kind of had a one-on-one. Yeah, um, and just kind of before the show started, after or the show, after? apparently. Yeah. Oh, nice. And so it was really cool. Uh, but like you said, he's a stand-up guy. Really good. Yeah, he's he's great. But uh, I guess uh, judging by the story you have in your hand right now, it doesn't really matter because the world no be world's to about an end to end yet again. Well, we got a little bit of time. Do we really? So the world's not ending like in the next five minutes. We no. got some time. How much time? Are well, you? according to Sir Isaac Newton, oh, oh that guy, he predicted the world would end okay. in 2060 with oh. Jesus's second coming. I don't care about that. <laughs> so they just Plenty of time. apparently they newly they just discovered these writings of of Newton. He yeah. predicted the world would end in 2060. Uh, Think of how much drinking I could do with Brett Kavanaugh between now and then. Oh my gosh! Right? Yeah, you could drink yourself to death in a matter of days because uh, that's the kind of drinker I understand Brett Kavanaugh is. <laughs> yeah, uh, we putting that to test. <laughs> um, so this is you know the guy who discovered gravity uh-huh. wrote about a second coming of Christ in just over four decades of time, uh, marking an end to life as we know it. Okay. He was uh, considered a pretty insightful theologian, and he had a lifelong interest in um, God and religion, and they were okay to say it back then. (laughs) You know? So wait. They didn't get drummed out of society and shunned for it back then. So Isaac Newton said that that Jesus is coming back in uh, 2060. Mm -hmm. Do you think that um, the Democrats could stall the Kavanaugh confirmation (laughs) that long? Yes. Yes, I think probably they can. Probably, with help of the GOP. Yeah, probably so. So in this new set of writings that they discovered, uh, he wrote under the alias Jehovah Sanctus Unis, and he predicted the world would reset in 2060, at which point the earth will once again become the kingdom of God. It may end later, but I see no reason for its ending sooner, he wrote. Hmm. Does it ever... Have you, have you looked through this enough to... Does it ever cite... No. What he bases that on? I haven't looked enough through that. Because he was convinced future events were already ordained by God mm. and he believed in the existence of prophetic time periods. Okay. Um, in January this year, the Bulletin of Atomic Scientists moved the doomsday clock closer to midnight, warning that the world is closer to catastrophe than it's ever been. Okay, I've heard about this atomic... This this clock is getting closer and closer to midnight. Yeah. I mean, where did it Three start? Three seconds closer. How, where, where are we now on that thing? Because how much closer can you get? I keep hearing how much closer we're getting to midnight. It's two minutes to midnight now. Uh-huh. Um, because of nuclear war uh, possibility... Climate change oh, and political upheaval. Well, yeah, the doomsday clock. I mean, the climate, climate change. change. That, that's, I mean, I'm surprised we're still here today. I thought factor that in. On Friday, I thought climate change was going to wipe us out over the weekend, and uh, it didn't. It didn't. No. But it's been kind of mild here, uh, considering it's now October mm-hmm. in Dallas. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's kind of getting to the point where it's climate change, man. I'm ready for the world to end. I don't know if you know this, but. Climate change is threatening. A tragedy is uh, unfolding. Well, she's going to tell you. Climate change is threatening one of the most magnificent wild animals on the planet. The koala bear. Polar bears. Oh, polar bears. They're bear. struggling to you were this close. I was really close, man. Were, I knew it was some kind I mean, of bear. You were there. I knew it. I knew it was some was sort there. of bear. And At I was... least you didn't say panda bear because <laughs> no. everybody knows that's not a bear. That would be stupid. And that they're not magnificent stupid. either. That's true. Good point. 
They're cute, though, let's be honest. I mean, panda bears are kind of cute. But it is it is climate change that is causing the sharks to act the way they do. I mean, we've chronicled Pico's weird behavior uh, over the last several months. Now, in just off the coast of California, a shark was actually stalking this poor 13-year-old kid. He was free diving in the ocean without scuba gear and was attacked Saturday morning off Be- Beacons Beach in Encinitas, California, about mm-hmm. 25 miles north of San Diego. He was airlifted to a local hospital. Um, fortunately, his condition has been stabilized, but yep. his whole clavicle was ripped open. Uh. They said you could see the ball and socket joint. So really bad bite. Yeah, and he's now in just serious condition. He is stable and um, expected to make a full recovery. Oh, good. Yeah. So somebody in a kayak saved him, right? <laughs> Pulled him out of the water. Yeah. And the guy who was in the kayak and saved the kid said, we started heading in, and the shark was behind the kayak. He didn't want to give up yet. He was following him in. And the kayak was full of blood, and the shark just kept coming after him. So literally trying to Charles. get to the guy. Yeah, I, it's really something. And by the way, I don't know what's going on with OSEARCH, but uh, O-C-E-A-R-C-H dot org. But oh, the, another but error message? The Pico map. It's like they're protecting him now. Or has he been killed? Hmm. Remember the last shark that uh, inspired the error message, the 404 error message? It was determined later that that shark was now dead. Okay. Kind of, uh, wow. kind of disappointing way to end the show Let's there. Have some thoughts for poor Pico. Yeah, so uh, I'm going to Climate change, out. killing some of the <gasps> most magnificent animals on Earth. It's climate change. No. All right, we will uh, see you back here tomorrow on uh, most of this same thing that you're checking it out on like, now. Like whatever Blaze that may app be. or Blaze know, app, iHeartRadio, television, I mean, who knows? Wherever you are, we'll see you tomorrow. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.